4: An A-bomb from A-Rod. Evan
2: Roberts. Tiki Barber. It's Evan and Tiki on WFAN, The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app.
5: Welcome, welcome, welcome to a very, very special day and a very special edition of
6: Evan and Tiki It's A-Rod Day. No, Evan, more enthusiasm. Come on. It's A-Rod Day. There we go.
5: A couple of weeks ago, I played Sean in a pickleball game. If I had won, my beard would be gone. If I lost, Sean was going to make a big show decision. I didn't think he was ever going to make a show decision because I thought I would win. I lost. His show decision, and I commend him for this, is a very selfless decision. His show decision was to take today... Believe it or not, the 20th anniversary of one of the most significant trades in this city's history, the acquisition of Alex Rodriguez. He chose to make this day a Rod Day. And I want to set the scene for you, because in the Mike Francesa studio here at WFAN, there are balloons everywhere. (laughs) They represent the colors of the New York Yankees. There is also a giant one and a giant three. Behind us is a beautiful black cape, which I can only assume is hiding (laughs) the retired 13 that's behind it. I'm just making that assumption, because usually when numbers are retired, that's how it works. And I will tell you that Sean has pulled off, with the help, obviously, of Tiki and Lugie. I commend them. I've had nothing to do with this day. He has pulled off what appears to be a very big day, a day filled with pageantry. And I do want to tell you that Alex Rodriguez has been notified about this day. A conversation occurred with Alex Rodriguez. And it is Alex's plan to join this show later today. I'll even tell you right around four o'clock. An A bomb from A Rod. Alex was very gracious when he was told about this. Apparently, he is out of the country and still felt the need that's important for him. To say thank you to his many, many fans. I assume thank you to you, Sean. In particular, Sean. Yeah. Of course.
6: This is Sean Morash Presents A-Rod.
5: Though. That is right. And so Alex Rodriguez, not AI rod we're not screwing around. The real Alex Rodriguez, I can confirm, knows about the day, is appreciative of the day, and has informed us he plans on appearing on this show later today at 4 o'clock. We look forward to that. I can also tell you that there will be other great surprise guests. In fact, why don't we just tell him about one of them? For as much as Alex Rodriguez is responsible for the 2009 World Series, I'm not going to make the argument today because it's a rod day, mm-hmm. but I'd argue there was somebody else as responsible, if not more responsible. And that man will have his number retired at Yankee Stadium Sunday, and that man was nothing but an ace. Karsten Charles Sabathia will join the show today. <laughs> that dog. He's the dog. C-C. He's a dog, all right. I loved CC, and I will tell you that this presentation, the number retirement ceremony, will begin at around four thirty. So we will talk to Alex at four, and the ceremony, which I guess Sean has a lot of stuff planned for, will occur at four thirty today.
6: An A bomb from A Rod.
1: Hours did you put into this, Sean?
6: A lot. And honestly, the theme of the day is selflessness. Evan, I would be remiss if I didn't also thank our wonderful promotions team who arrived bright and early under a hidden cloak to get – Certain things here that are hidden from the crowd. Uh, our great production team led by Zach Martin with some of the sound we will be using throughout the day. Uh, everybody really pitched in today. And to represent the most selfless of Yankees in the last 30 years, we had a theme of selflessness around the station.
5: Okay, with, with all of that said, let me just say this. I, I've never been an A-Rod guy. I'm not ripping him. I'm just saying I've never been an A-Rod guy. But I have come to the realization, and I fully understand what Sean is doing right now for the younger Yankee fan. Alex Rodriguez was a tremendous New York Yankee. He was very, very important to their last World Series title, their only World Series title in the last 23-plus years, and he does deserve to be honored by the New York Yankees. And if they're not going to do it, we will. So I get it. I respect it. I appreciate it. Now, to everybody listening, you are more than welcome to call up throughout the show and share your Alex Rodriguez memories you're also more than welcome to yell at Sean and tell him A-Rod is a blah, 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 blah. I ain't saying it, but the audience can. And that toll-free number is 877-337-6666. With that said, it's
6: your day, Sean. How would you like to begin? Well, also, real quickly, a reminder to everybody, we are wearing beautiful A-Rod Day Mm t-shirts. Oh, yeah, I forgot (laughs) about that. They (laughs) are wonderful. We have Tommy and Evan wearing shirts with pinstripes on them. They are extremely limited edition and throughout the show, we have exactly five that we will be giving away to listeners. Really? And we will tell you when those contests come up. Nice. Wow. You call in, you get a t-shirt. Five are limited edition A-Rod t-shirts given away on the show. Are the four that we're wearing four of the five? No, they are not. So I think we made exactly nine <laughs> limited edition t-shirts <laughs> wow. we will be giving away five. These things may end up on eBay they in a couple may. of weeks. They may. And by the way, if you think they will have value because this day's a special day, it's very rare we get a number retirement in this town. It's been yeah, a while. This is
1: now- the first time a number has been retired in WFAN studios for sure. That is definitely true. That
5: is fact. Now, I said to Sean last night, I said, Sean, this is your day. There is so much to talk about with Alex Rodriguez, and we will do it throughout this program today. But I said to him, I want you to think about it. There's so many ways you can start. There's so many places where you can begin the discussion. So I don't know where he's going, but the floor is yours on how you would like to kick off this day.
6: So, Evan, again, selflessness, selflessness, selflessness a theme in Alex Rodriguez's career. And I think a couple years ago, we all, craving that attention away from the last dance that Michael Jordan's Bulls documentary got, we got sucked into the show, The Captain, a 10-part series where we discussed our Yankee captain, who we do love, Derek Jeter. But within there, there was a quick two-minute snippet that for some reason got really brushed over, got glossed over because the man we love, Derek Jeter, around this town can do no wrong. Or can he? Or can he? Mm. We were introduced in that documentary to a bit of selflessness from Alex Rodriguez. And I think, to me, something that should reign true and ring with every Yankee fan. And if you did not see the documentary, I'm going to present audio to you that tells you. you, you came prepared. That tells you exactly, (laughs) exactly why you should look at A-Rod in a positive light. And exactly why he was the true Yankee leader. That team that, unfortunately, (laughs) was full of guys that were becoming has-beens needed. In 2004, when they acquired him, by the way, 20 years ago this week. Things got off to a rocky start for a No. 04 and for Jeter. A slump. Could they get along? And then rain came down, Evan. Yeah. Rain in Chicago on a rainy <laughs> late April night versus the White Sox. And the rest of the team retreated into the clubhouse except for two men. Derek Jeter and Alex Rodriguez. Right. And rather than run and scared and be hidden from the awkwardness, a man of all men, Alex Rodriguez, stared the captain in the eye and said, sup, what's the problem here? I present to you clip number one.
7: I approached him and I said, hey, are we good? And he said, hmm, kind of. I said, well, what's up? What's happening? And he said, "What? Well, I was talking to my father and I really don't understand why in the prime of your career you just won an MVP, you just won gold glove. Why would you want to give that up? to come play third base, I'm not sure I would have done that. So I'm I'm wondering, like, kind of like, what's your agenda?
6: Hmm. What's your agenda? What's See, your agenda? This is a really strong clip for me, Evan yeah. and Tiki, because yeah. it's very easy for us as Yankee fans, and I'm one of them that beloved Derek Cheater, Right. I don't understand how we could honestly look at Derek Jeter despite all the rings and go, yeah, he was the better shortstop than A-Rod. Newsflash Mm -hmm. for all of us as years have passed. He wasn't. A-Rod was the shortstop in Major League Baseball. But Derek Jeter was the Yankee shortstop. So to come over here and make this happen, it seems so simple now because A-Rod played a great third base that this guy would give up everything, being the league's best shortstop, and not play that position because a world champion shortstop was here. And yet, Derek Jeter, who was beloved in this town, couldn't understand why somebody would do that. Derek, you're supposed to be the king of winning. You don't understand why somebody would do everything You're starting A-Rod
5: Day by attacking
8: Derek Jeter. It's not an attack. No, that's what you're doing. It's bringing light, Evan. It's
6: bringing light. And we're going to hear from Derek in moments. Okay. It's Mm -hmm. bringing light to the fact that Derek Jeter, I think, proved in 2004, his main agenda wasn't always about winning the way A-Rod's agenda was. (laughs) And yet, we don't look at it that way. So that is how their conversation started. What would be the next turn that conversation that night, that rainy night in Chicago took? Take a listen for yourself.
1: I could only look at it from my point of view, right? If if someone came to me and said, um, you know, you have an opportunity to go somewhere
7: else and you have to switch positions, I'd be like, man, I don't know if I can handle this. You know, just be honest with you. I don't think I could have handled it. I said, I came here knowing that the captain of the team and a four-time world champion was the shortstop. I respect that shortstop. I respect you. And if George Steinbrenner called me into his office tomorrow and said, I'm moving Derek out of shortstop, but I'm putting you, I go back to Texas. I would not play. I gave you my word. I came here to play third base.
6: Wow. 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 Derek Jeter in that clip, if you heard, said, I don't know that I could have done what A-Rod did. And he sat like a soaking freaking baby on a rainy bench after slumping through April rather embracing the fact that he was going to be playing with one of the game's greatest players next to him, a guy brought to help him win another championship. Okay, okay, can I ask you a question? No, you know what? You can in a second. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. Continue.
5: I
3: apologize.
6: This is a
1: no-negativity yeah. zone for you, Evan. I wasn't being negative. I had a question. Okay, like, but the question a- was trending negative. I could hear it in how you asked. Can I and ask probably, a question?
6: Evan will be open to debate. That's what we're <laughs> here for in sports radio. We already knocked him down yeah. yesterday. Derek Jeter sat there and said, I could never do that. No way I could do that. So Alex could do that because he understood at that point in his career it was about getting out of Texas and finding a place to win. And Derek Jeter, who was all about winning, couldn't understand why somebody could do that. And yet we sit here in 2024 questioning A-Rod's will to win and A-Rod's greatness as a Yankee. You heard the Yankee captain right there tell you he couldn't even do what A-Rod did. Evan? I Okay, I get
5: that. I understand that. My question, though, is are you trying to say... That 20 years ago today, and I remember it like it was yesterday. I wasn't even living in New York at the time. I was in Maryland, and I was talking to Oriole fans who responded violently to this because in their mind was, you got to be kidding me. The Yankees are getting Alex Rodriguez. So I remember everything that happened, and it was assumed A-Rod would just move to third base. Are you saying that shouldn't have happened? Are you saying that Derek Jeter should have been the better teammate to say, look, Alex, you're a better defensive shortstop. We have a chance to get you. I'll switch positions, whether it was third base or, dare I say, the outfield.
6: I make, is that what you're mm-hmm. saying? I want to make this very clear because nothing can take away the great memories of the 2009 World Series, which for many Yankee fans of our listeners, I'm sorry, is the one they remember from either their I childhood it. or adulthood. But I, what I will say is, do I think a true leader and a true captain looks at somebody, the best player in baseball, who's better than him at the position he plays and goes... Oh, I got to move the heck out of here. This guy should be playing shortstop. He's better than me. Most great captains would have done that. Here's
1: what Alex Rodriguez did in that moment Alex Rodriguez made it easy for Derek
6: Jeter because yeah. Derek Jeter
1: didn't have to make the decision. Thank you.
6: And that is why we, another reason we're celebrating A Rod here. Jeter should have made that decision on his own. Oh, come on. He should have. He wasn't the better shortstop, and you. Pigmet Met fan can't deny that. No, I know
5: that. Like, I I get. Like, if you're asking me who was the better defensive shortstop at that point, of course it was A-Rod. It was A-Rod. I, no one would argue that. But? But, no, no, I have a but. But what the hell did you expect Jeter to do? You thought Derek Jeter should say,
6: hey, yeah, I've won how many championships here? Look. I'm going to kowtow and I'm going to move to a different position? It's not about what you expect him to do, but when you listen to, back to this clip years later, you realize Jeter was pretty selfish. And A-Rod <laughs> was the selfless guy on this Yankee team. A-Rod, as Tiki pointed out, made this so easy for Derek Jeter. And the reason he made it easy is he acknowledged that Jeter was a, a four-time champion. Was also a great shortstop in his own right. But he also knew, hey, there's a spot for me here at third base. I'm going to take all this other equation. I'm not going to put any pressure on him. I'm going to put all the pressure on myself. And it's time you respect that man. And if you can't have respect for him, understand this. Derek Jeter himself finally realized he had to give Alex credit for this.
1: I give it to him. You know, he he never brought up playing shortstop, or there are never any whispers from someone about him wanting to play shortstop. I think he committed to playing third base. Mm. And um you gotta give him credit for that.
6: You gotta give him credit for that. <laughs> Your Yankee Yankee fans, if you are not in favor of retiring A. Rodgers number, many of you are. Your captain is telling you, you gotta give him credit for what he did. That takes a lot for somebody to come over to town knowing he's better than the person playing in front no, of him. No. And <laughs> yes. selflessness I you, No, no, hold on it, yes. this is, this is a second. Don't theme. spin this negative, ass. That's it. It. This is a theme of selflessness versus selfishness. No, 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 and no. we celebrate the selflessness hold one up, today? Hold on one second.
5: What I'm about to say is not a rip of A-Rod, but okay. I have to do this. And I don't give a crap if I'm a Met fan or who the hell I am. Okay. I have to disp- I have to defend the honor of Derek Cheater. I've got to. <laughs> I'm going to do that. Derek Jeter, by not moving off of shortstop, did Alex Rodriguez the biggest favor in the world. The biggest. Because if Derek Jeter went to that press conference the day they got A-Rod and he put his arm around them and said, listen, I love playing shortstop. I think I'm a pretty good shortstop, but I also know Alex is better, so I'm going to change positions. I'm going to go to third base or I'm going to go to the outfield. That may have been great in the moment. And that may have been fine in that day, but what do you think would have happened when Alex started facing the criticisms that he would later face? He was already facing a ton of heat from Yankee fans. Could you imagine also facing the heat that he bumped Derek Jeter off of shortstop? Jeter was selfless because he knew if he changed positions, he was going to put
6: even more pressure on Alex. No, no. Am I wrong? That's a reach. You are. That's not a reach. That's a reality. No, Alex saved Derek Jeter from criticism. How? Because, Evan, what do you think is harder to do in professional sports? Oh, I'm sorry. We have a professional athlete sitting with (laughs) us. So ask me. Ask him. Tiki. If somebody came to you, let's say the Giants had signed Sean Alexander after he beat you for the rushing title, okay? And they looked at you and said, Tiki? By the way, he did it very cheaply, just okay. so you know. we told the story about a month ago. Yeah. He really did, but it's all good. I love him. Play along if you can. Yes, I am. All right. They come to you and say, hey, Sean Alexander's coming in here, Teak. We think we should kick you to slot receiver and he should play some running back. Now, I'm not saying what you should or shouldn't do in that spot. What would be harder to do? Would it be harder for Sean Alexander to come in and replace Tiki Barber at running back or for you to learn a whole new position and put your skill set there?
1: It would be hard for me to learn a whole new position and go play slot receiver, something that I didn't do, even though I have over 500 receptions in my career. It wasn't because I was a slot receiver. It was because they just like to check it down to me and throw a lot of screens, which you somehow have forgotten how to do as New York Giants. But still, that would
6: have been very hard. So, very, very hard. So my point here is, Alex saved Derek Jeter a lot of grief. He could have came in and said, "You know, Cash, I'm coming here, but I'm playing shortstop." No, no, no,
5: no. But, but wait, you didn't ask Tiki the right question. Oh, you're I, sure. No, is Danvers now? No, no. Because I'm saying, <laughs> if you would have moved to a different position, yes, Sean Alexander, who had done nothing for the Giants, would have faced even more criticism because now he bumped Whoa. a beloved Giant Not, off his position. Not if he was great. Not if he was great. Dude, you've been around this city long enough. When you bring in a star, whether it's A-Rod or it's Lindor or it's Teixeira, you face a criticism. Well, you That's like beyond. You do, and it's mitigated if you're great.
1: That's all that matters. Is it always mitigated when you're great? Yes. As long as you're great, it is mitigated. No, Eventually, I've always believed this. As an athlete... As soon as you're done at whatever you're doing, I'm usually talking about retiring. But let's just say Derek Jeter is done at shortstop. People move on, like they, especially if the replacement is on par or better. And what Sean is saying is that at that moment in his career, Alex Rodriguez was a better shortstop, so it would have mitigated this ire of the captain moving off of his position. You know, maybe he goes to second base. Maybe he goes to third base. Maybe he's just fine doing exactly what he's doing in a different position. And he's the captain. And he's great, so you expect him to Nobody's be great no matter what he does. Nobody's facing
5: more pressure that way. Who, Alex? Or- yes! Or- if if Alex Rodriguez had come here okay, but- and Derek Jeter selflessly yeah, moved off shortstop, A-Rod would have been under even more scrutiny than right. he already faced. Right, but
1: I think that pressure it, and, and the belief that it is a detriment to achievement is by people who are soft-minded and weak. So I'm soft-minded and weak? The, you, well, you, no, <laughs> yes. you're not. You yes. just don't know. I don't know. You just don't know, right? <laughs> pressure doesn't bust pipes. I know people say that, and they use that stupid-ass cliche, but if you're a great player and you know it, this is almost going back to my vein thing, If you, if you know it, you want the pressure. Right, you want to be put under a microscope gee, because saw... then when you excel, you get celebrated. But, but, but and wait, so I wait, think wait. great athletes are that way. Like you were talking about CC earlier, like CC in that in that World Series run, really did this in his previous stop Milwaukee as well as we were mm. talking about earlier. Like, you need me? You need me? Skip for three days? Get, I'll go on three days. Right? Yeah. CC loved pressure. Yes, he loved it, and he he
5: never backed down from the challenge and. I think great players do that. Yeah, but Alex Rodriguez, and this is not a rip. This is a fact what I'm about to say. Between 2004 and 2009, until October of 2009, was
6: criticized greatly in this city. You want to tell me it was unfair? I get it. A lot of it was unfair. That's what he's trying to tell you. What he was doing was so hard mentally. Had he just slid into his natural position at shortstop, maybe he never struggles. Maybe he takes off and lights the city on fire, and it's Derek Nobody's struggling, and people are going, you're so great, you can't slide over to third No, he but he
5: would have faced even more criticism. If, not
6: he, if he was great. But,
8: oh, why he was, he was great,
5: so? and he faced criticism. He was great. And then what happened? He sucked in the playoffs most of the time. So what if he And might- I'm not saying that to rip him. I'm defending him. What if he didn't think stink the- in the 2005 and six postseason? What what if- uh, he did we well, You're playing what if? No, I'm giving you the he would have faced more pressure. Jeter did him a favor. When you, you basically mean- when you start mean- the show calling Jeter right, tell- selfish. Tell me what you mean
6: by I pressure. But basically I did.
5: Yeah. <laughs> tell me what you mean by pressure. What do <laughs> you mean by pressure? Yes. In 2004, 2005, 2006, 2007, 2008, Alex Rodriguez was a damn productive New York Yankee. Yes. Right? He was and really in, good. And in
1: the postseason, he wasn't very good. And in the postseason, so he wasn't he started, really good. So he started facing criticism because he wasn't good when it mattered. Correct. So where is Aaron Judge right now?
5: That's different, dude. Why? Because Aaron Judge wasn't the bought superstar. There's a different, it's not fair, but there's a different criteria for the guy that comes from elsewhere. Alex Rodriguez arrived in this city 20 years ago today as the best player in baseball. Not a good player, not a decent player, the best. The best. And when you acquire the best, you come with expectations that, fair or not, are unrealistic. If Alex Rodriguez had walked through that door and played shortstop and Derek Jeter was stuck in left field, the criticism he faced that we already know what he faced would have been timesed by 50. And that would—that was bad? I think it would have been bad for him, yeah. Why? Why? Because he would have faced
1: even more heat than he already talked. But but why would it have been bad for him? Look at you. I'm, no, I'm not. I'm just asking why Look. that's bad. Criticism is not a bad thing. Our critics are our, our friends because they show
5: us our faults, Benjamin Franklin. That's a right. Very, uh, right? I so, know. like... Why is that a bad thing? It's a bad thing because he didn't react very well to the pressure early on. You're making me dancing around criticizing him, but he was not a good postseason player for
1: okay,
9: five years. A lot
5: of players aren't good
1: postseason players until they are. Aaron Judge has not been a good postseason player, right? It, it, you, can, you can throw out all example after example after example.
5: Eventually, the great ones, they figure it out. Yeah. All right, so let me answer this then. I want you to just go on the record the way Sean did then. Are you yeah. saying Derek Jeter should have moved off shortstop in 4
1: No, I'm saying Derek Jeter didn't have to move off shortstop because Alex Rodriguez yeah. made it easy for him.
6: That's it. We shouldn't be saying Derek saying. Jeter we should have. I'm not be saying anything. Thank- Derek Jeter should be on his knees <laughs> yes, thanking saying, Alex Rodriguez. We're saying
1: thank you, Alex Rodriguez. That's it. Thank because you. if he had come here saying... I, I need to play shortstop, I'm a shortstop, I'm the best shortstop, I'm the MVP, I'm the gold glover, I'm the best shortstop, then we would have had a drama-filled, nonsensical right. se- season after season after season until Brian Cashman Bam. had to make some ridiculous decision to
6: to really get rid of Derek right. Jeter, as and- opposed to the nonsense that went on already. See what Tiki said? Yes. <laughs> A-Rod early on showed you he is not about drama. He's about ending the drama. Here's what I know. This is going to be a long day. We'll get (laughs) your calls coming up,
5: 877-337-6666. I do commend Sean for putting this day together. An A-bomb from A-Rod. He's got all these promos. Tiki and I are sitting in a studio that is surrounded by just tons and tons of Yankee-colored balloons. We're wearing t shirts that say A Rod Day with his mm-hmm. retired number and the Evan and Tiki and F logo. And then there's a giant thirteen behind us made of balloons. And apparently behind the black curtain, there's a retired number. <laughs> like, did you have a lot to do with this too, Tiki? I had Were you doing
1: nothing this? Nothing to do with this. Nothing. I just reached out to my friends to try to get them to come on
6: yeah. today. Oh, good job out of you for that by nothing worked, else. Yeah, Tiki worked hard as an associate producer for the show.
5: <laughs> <laughs> but you put all this together. This is unbelievable.
6: Yeah, as I said, though, selflessness, Evan, it wasn't me just putting it all together. A lot of help behind the scenes.
5: The one thing I will defend you on, because I had this fight outside in the newsroom with Pete Hoffman, who's uh, the producer of the Midday Show, produces Rico Bronia is a big Met fan like myself, Mm -hmm. is he's disgusted by this day. (laughs) What? And I said, well, what? No, he's not disgusted. He's jealous of by this day. Oh, that's That's what you're saying? He's jealous of this
1: day. That's what this is. He has no one like this on his in his tenure as a Met fan... Well, why are, you, why are you attacking us? I'm just not. I'm not. I'm just saying. If he's going to come at you and say he's disgusted and wants just doesn't want to see these... What are they? Silver? Silver and blue b- balloons in mm-hmm. here. And the, and the... and the Whatever. The, the number that's going to be retired in a little yeah. bit. Yeah. That's just,
5: that's just his internal hate well, coming out. I was able to explain. I did this to Sal, too, because Sal hates A-Rod as well. And I, I wasn't saying this to defend A-Rod. What I was saying to Sal and Hoff, and I'll say it to everybody listening is what I'm about to say is not a defense of A-Rod, it's a defense of fans. It's a defense of young Yankee fans who want this man honored. Mm -hmm. I may disagree with them, but I see where they're coming from. And I will give the Met fan their own perspective right now. So for any Met fan listening, still listening, listen to this and then tell me you don't understand A-Rod Day. You ready? The Mets decide we're not ever going to honor Mike Piazza. Mm -hmm. They just decide that. And they decide that based on rumors and innuendo about Mike and performance-enhancing drugs, which is a rumor and innuendo that's out there. Notice I didn't say fact. I didn't say it definitely happened. But rumor and innuendo, Mets say, now, when never honoring Mike Piazza. And I told that to Sal, and Sal said, yeah, I'd be pissed off. I said, (laughs) okay. Now, I know it's not the same. I know it's a little bit different. But that's how some Yankee fans, not all, feel about Alex. They feel, here's a player we loved. Here's a player that gave us great moments and here's a player that the organization yes. is not honoring. Choosing to ignore.
1: Choosing to ignore. They would they would wash him away from history if they could. Right. And that's not and that's not fair to Alex and, he was a great Yankee. But that's, helped him win a championship, no
5: doubt. And that's where the Shauns of the world come from. So while I may not agree and I may not celebrate with you guys, I always think it's important to try to put yourself in their shoes. If your franchise refused to honor a controversial figure, but a figure that did something great for you, maybe even won you a championship, you'd be pissed off too. Damn right. That's the reality. Now let's get to some of your calls. Sean, understand this. Some of these calls are going to be very pro-A-Rod. Some of these calls are not happy with A-Rod.
6: And that's fine. And by the way, I truly believe if you are brave enough to hang with us throughout the day and hear all the storytelling, I think everybody tucks their head on the pillow tonight pro-A-Rod. I think you'd have something very disturbed with you if you were not by the end of the
5: day. So if you haven't been convinced yet by 235, which started with Sean taking shots at Jeter, uh, (laughs) you'll be convinced by six and change. Maybe A-Rod himself, when he joins the show, will convince you as well. All right, let's kick it off with Rich in Staten Island. A a pleasant good afternoon to you, Rich.
10: Happy Friday, gentlemen. How's it going? It's all good, man. What's up? What's up? So. I'm grateful for Sean today more than anyone else because I'm so happy that if my, if the Yankees can't honor arguably the best third baseman of all time, not even in their history, but of all time, the guy should have had five MVPs. Uh, one was stolen by Juan Gonzalez. The other was stolen by Miguel Tejada. Guy came here after playing shortstop for, you guys can ask him at 4 o'clock, arguably probably 10 plus years more than that, and switched to third base. He didn't switch to second where they traded Soriano for him. He didn't fill that hole. He played a hot corner. The hot corner next to Derek Jeter, in the toughest media town in all of sports, and to go on and the only reason why they won the O nine World Series was because of him. He was unbelievable that playoff series. Matsui had a great you know few games as well, but we could argue about Jeter all day long. And Jeter won many rings. I'm not going to compare. It's like apples to oranges because they're two different type of players. Yep. But Jeter has his fifth ring because of Alex Rodriguez. Mm. So
5: for Very Facts. well said, Rich. Very well said. And by the way, I want to back him up on something. When he said A-Rod had two MVPs stolen from him, I'm sure somebody in the audience is probably thinking that the guys he mentioned, Juan Gonzalez and Miguel Tejada, stole it from him because of steroids. That's not what he meant. If you ever go back, and I've done this because I'm a giant, giant geek, and you look at old awards, you see how wrong the voting was. Yeah. In 1996, Alex Rodriguez was the MVP of the American it's
1: League.
2: not even close. He didn't
5: win
11: it, but he was. Not even
1: close. Alex had led the league with 141 runs. Juan Gonzalez had 89. <laughs> His batting average was 358. He had 36 somewhere. Yeah, okay. Juan had 11 more home runs than him. But most
5: every other metric... It been it, it. was Alex. He buried freedom. him. In yeah. fact, A. Rod's biggest competition for the MVP award that year was actually his very own teammate Ken Griffey Jr. Yes. it was not Juan Gonzalez. Yes. So
1: Juan he, Gonzalez's right. WAR that year. Look at you. What is it good for? Three point eight. That's not even that good. No, three point eight. Yeah, Alex's was ah. nine four. only bested by Junior at nine seven. Wow, and we so he's right. Yeah, <laughs> and we weren't
6: factoring in war as much with MVPs.
5: <laughs> no, clearly not. Not, but just, when you see it, it's just
6: it's glaring. Yeah,
5: look at that. Rich went to bed last night. He wakes up this morning, appreciating Sean Morash for appreciating Alex Rodriguez. Right. I
6: told, it's amazing the amount of people have given me hugs the last two days. Yeah, no,
5: you've become a very popular figure with some, but of course not all. Jeff in Babylon, how are you, Jeff?
9: Not too shabby, guys. Good. Listen. Evan, last week you gave uh, like a line of demarcation of like uh, 45 years old. If you're younger than that, you like A-Rod. If you're older than that, you hate him. Yes. So so I'm on the north side of that. But but I'll give the benefit of the doubt to Sean that we'll just take his Yankee years watching when A-Rod played next to Jeter day in, day out, 162 games a year, for you to say as a baseball fan – that you did not see that Jeter was by far the better player. He wasn't than the A. Rod as a baseball player. It, it, it's just he wasn't. Uh, it's just blindness.
6: It's not blindness. And then
9: the the other thing I'll say is that A. Rod's two biggest dramas that he had uh, in his career were with two guys. I'll give you a hint of oh, That
8: are. was a Jeez. balloon pop.
9: He's on one side, yeah. Jeter on the other side. Two all-time great loved people. Right. And it tells you something about the guy. Oh, well, hold on, hold on. I can, can I defend A-Rod here? Is that okay? <laughs> right? right? what's,
6: what's he even getting at? Hold on, before you defend him, can I just also make this decorative statement out of the open? Yeah. My open wasn't A-Rod's the best of all time and Derek Jeter sucks, okay? Yeah. You can both. You can say both were great.
1: I got to tell you, if another balloon pops in here, we might have to get rid of these balloons. Yeah, we
8: just had to... A...
6: scared the crap out of these <laughs> It was like a bomb went off or something. I think they're going to go off on every negative call. Yeah, <laughs> maybe
5: That's the way it started.
6: An A-bomb hey. from
5: A-Rod. There are so many balloons in here, and we've already had one pop here. I know the midday guys had one pop. Like, we're going to average one every 35 minutes. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're going to get destroyed by these <laughs> balloons. But I'm sorry. I, I, I have to argue with Jeff about something. He said if you just look at A-Rod's Yankee days, which, of course, started in 2004, 20 years ago today, and you compare it to Derek Cheater's Yankee years, and I did watch every game. I think a lot of us watched every game. I mean, living in New York, baseball geek. Derek Cheater was a clutch player. There's no question. Mm -hmm. And if that's what your argument's going to be, hey, big spot, I want Cheater up, no one would even remotely argue with you about that. Of course he was. Ultimate gamer. But how in your right mind, <laughs> and I know you got to take steroids out, I, I, but we have to because if we're talking about who's the best player you watch, like if someone asked me, hey, Evan, who's the best player you've ever seen? Yeah. I'm going to say Barry Bonds. Of course. Now, it always annoys my wife because she's like, well, he's a cheater. And I say, yeah, but you're asking me who's you're not, the best player yeah. I saw.
1: You're, right. you're not asking me to qualify it based <laughs> on s- some w- w- issue that cropped up that everybody was doing and nobody... I- Decided
6: the police until... What? I can't do that. You can't. You're right. I only can judge what I saw. What are you laughing at? You're subjecting your poor wife to Barry Bonds <laughs> She
5: doesn't like Barry Bonds. She gets very upset when I talk really? about his greatness. Yes. Is yes. she upset with today? She is not in favor of today. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. I'm not getting into that. <laughs> She's not a huge fan of this. She may be boycotting the show tonight. Wow, interesting. For anyone who's written Spike angrily or me or tweeted like, (laughs) I won't listen, guess what? My wife's with you. She's protesting. But the point is, when you talk about, like, greatest player you've ever seen or who is better over a period of time, you got to take that stuff out because you're only judging what you watched. And between 2004 and the end of Derek Jeter's career, I'd have to give you a drug test if you thought you was yeah. better. Two MVPs at
1: that time at that time frame,
5: he was he was unbelievable. Yeah. He was bold those years, led the league in home runs twice. If your caveat is I didn't trust him in a big spot, fine. Like no one's arguing that. No, but who is the better baseball player? And that guy thinks we're crazy, or I'm, or you're crazy for yeah. suggesting
6: And he's from my area. It made me feel very sad for him, because mm-hmm. my area is very pro-A-Rod area, the Babylon area.
5: Is that do you, You've uh, got it down to communities?
6: I drove <laughs> from my house to Babylon Train Station. You should have seen the A-Rod flags that were flying in honor of today. <laughs> Clearly not at Jeff's
5: house. <laughs> but it's all, I'm telling you right now, and Jeff acknowledges this, it's an age thing. The younger listener, the younger caller, you'll hear it in people's voices. In fact... We should have everyone identify their age when they call <laughs> it.
6: <laughs> like it's the Sunday night football intro?
5: Right. Yeah. Only because it, I, I really do think it proves my point. But let's just say, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Janine is in Westchester. How are you, Janine?
0: Hi, good afternoon, guys. Evan, Tiki, Tiki, big, big fan. Thank you, and thank Sean, you, Janine. thank you. Yes, thank you, Tiki, for everything. Uh, huge fan. And Sean, thank you. Uh, it was a great day. I've been looking forward to it. Evan, to your point, I am a UJ Rod fan um, over the, your age bracket <laughs> yeah. there. Yes. Wow. don't want to disclose exactly That's fine. how old. No, but fine. Um, you
6: should not. You don't have to. Janine, Janine did A-Rod ever roll you a baseball at Yankee <laughs>
0: Stadium? <laughs> <laughs> he rolled, um, in fact, I, I wanted to share a story with you about uh, a- A-Rod. We, uh, I had taken my boys. Um, Sal and Michael, who at the time in 2009 were 11 and 14, big Yankee fans, big Alex Rodriguez fans. I had taken them to Baltimore, um, to watch a game there. We were there to, uh, celebrate my youngest son, Michael's birthday. Uh, and we were staying at a hotel in Baltimore. After the game, we come back to the hotel. We're exhausted. Uh, you know, the, my boys are exhausted. And lo and behold, who is at the elevators? Alex Rodriguez with his then wife and two small children.
8: Mm.
0: He was exceptional to my sons and, wow. and me. Uh, just over the top, tremendous. Uh, took pictures with them. I still have the picture. Um, just uh, loved him before that. Loved him even more after how that. About he was, that. Uh, wonderful to my to my son. That's wow. that's
1: how you make a fan for life. Yeah. That's right. Yep. Seriously, when yep. you meet somebody, you're you're good to him. Exactly. Uh, Jeter's
8: taking secret just, elevators.
0: Uh, <laughs> he had his he had his daughters with uh, him. They were just as tired as my boys were. <laughs> he went out of his way to to you know come over to us, talk to us. Take pictures. Just a tremendous guy. Well,
5: that right. is a very nice story. We thank you, Janine C. Alex Rodriguez, not only great baseball player, a wonderful human. Selflessness again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With Jeter taking the private elevator up <laughs> in his <the>
7: hotel room. <laughs> I think sometimes, sometimes you have to do that.
5: Well, and also sometimes it's when you meet the person. Because yeah. I also don't want, because I've heard this from people, and I've had the experience too, where you meet an athlete but you meet them at the exact wrong time. And you don't know it's the wrong time. You have no idea. And then that guy's a jackass. And for the rest of existence, you just think of that guy as a jackass. It's like the time I met Mel Rojas, that crappy Met reliever. <laughs> <laughs> he told me to go F myself in Spanish. Big story. Really? Yeah.
1: And you knew what he was saying?
5: Well, I later found out because I'll never forget what he said. And I told my wife, and she translated it. And yeah, did you hate
1: him before or
5: did you hate him after your wife translated it? Well, I think the reason he told me to go f myself is probably what I had initially said, which is that he sucked and should go back to Montreal. Okay, so you deserved it.
8: Yeah, I may have,
5: (laughs) I may have brought that upon myself. (laughs) Let's go to Sal in Westchester. Good afternoon, Sal.
12: You guys doing what's DT up man Evan, nice to
9: talk to you guys what's hey up? What's this actually i'm calling up for, for your boy sean over there go ahead what I, you got got, got, I got a i got a question for you sean yep 2004 Derek cheetah retires a Rod takes over at shortstop for the yankees plays shortstop like he always did great best shortstop in baseball who goes down as the greatest yankee shortstop of all time well, well, I not think even, it's not
6: even, it, it would have been easier because you'd already stashed four. But I think the Yankees probably win one more ring would have made things easier for A. Rod. Yeah, I don't
9: know. I think without Suey, the Yankees don't win that World Series. You could say but that about a know, lot.
1: Yeah, but Charlie, I mean, you could say that about a lot right, of guys. It's, it's, it's a team sport. Like yeah. I know we want to, we we tend yeah. to like the isolated on guys. But this, as Evan brought up earlier, as, as much as we want to talk about A. Rod in that 2009 World Series, where his OPS was 1300 at one point after the ALCS was fifteen hundred. Like he was on fire. It was ridiculous. Without CC pitching on three days rest in game one and four, like they don't they don't win. Right. Right. And so I, I think it's I think it's it, it's too myopic to say one guy is is the reason. Because in team sports, it's everybody. Everybody in their small
5: ways or big ways play a role in winning championships. It's also really, really, really difficult to be a bought commodity. Which Alex Rodriguez was, which CeCe Sabathia was, which Garrett Cole is, which Francisco Lindor is. And what I'm about to say is not impossible, but it's just, it's tougher. It's tougher to be a bought commodity and go down as, like, the all-time best. Because that guy that you watched grow up is always going to have the advantage. So he asked, actually, a really interesting question. He said, okay, Derek Jeter retires. He leaves. Age of 30, prime of his career. Four championships in the bank. He's like, I'm out. I'm done. Alex Rodriguez swoops in, puts up all the massive numbers he puts up. There are two reasons why A-Rod, no matter how good his numbers were, were never going to pass Derek Cheater. Number one, he wasn't going to win four championships. That's asking a lot, and that 90s team was an incredibly special team. Mm -hmm. The other reason is because of the bought factor. Yeah. Look, I give Sabathia a lot of credit. I give Piazza
1: a lot of credit. Piazza transcended it. He broke through. CC transcended it. And you don't even think about I mean, if you know, you know. But you think of him as a Yankee. You don't think of him as an as a then Indian
5: or, or, or a Brewer. You think of him as, as, an, as a but, Yankee. But you know what helps CC Sabathia, Garrett Cole, and Mike Messina? I'll use those three guys as an example because all three of them kind of similar in that mm-hmm. they were signed free agents yep. as established aces from another team. And all three were pretty damn good Yankees, I think we'd all admit. They didn't have to deal with the legacy of homegrown great Yankee pitchers because they haven't had that many. Yeah, They've a few. Good point. Like, I'm not, no, well, Whitey Ford exists, obviously. Ron Guidry, right. Andy Pettit. But the litany of position players, Joe DiMaggio and Mickey Mantle and Derek Jeter and even Don Mattingly, you're competing with these ghosts that are almost impossible to slay. Right.
1: And that's yes, what you throw in Aaron Judge now is the current iteration of that, that fact. I, mean, I think about, you know, What's how CC came and he transcended and he he feels like he's a Yankee because he won. Garrett Cole's in that exact spot. Yeah, yeah, right. And he he won a Cy Young, which is phenomenal, but he's still got to win. Yes, he's got to win before we say, oh yeah, he he was a great Yankee.
5: Garrett Cole. In the regular season, this is more of a Yankee non-A-Rod point, but I'll make yeah. it real quick. Garrett Cole has probably surpassed CeCe in terms of regular season success, mm-hmm. but I say that with a smile because for Yankee fans, that's only half right. of it.
1: Doesn't mean anything. The yeah. other half
5: is winning a championship, and Sabathia on three days rest in the postseason numerous times got the job done. So you're defined by postseason success, which is a part of what A-Rod battled with for the first part of his Yankee career. You're defined by postseason success. Well, what happened? After a good start in 04, they are part of the biggest collapse in the history of baseball. Mm-hmm. 05 goes out meekly. 06 goes out meekly. 07 goes out meekly. 08, they don't make the playoffs. And then, yes, 2009 was the thing. 2009 is the reason we're having this day. This day doesn't
6: exist without 2009. Right. Is that fair, Sean? Without 2009, you're not honoring A-Rod. No, I agree. It's about the championship. Because to me, I think that it's almost weird. He's the only athlete in this town that everybody looks at everything except the championship. And that, to me, is why we're honoring him more than anything. He was the best player. By the way, Matsui, MVP that year, didn't start three of the games because they were not Philly.
5: Mm. Okay. Mm. Well, you're taking shots at him now, too? <laughs>
6: no, I love it, Decky. But I'm just saying, you want to, everybody wants to make excuses. It was everybody but A-Rod. No, 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 no. Do the math.
5: Let's go to Joe in Colonia. How are you, Joe?
6: Hey guys,
13: thanks for taking my call. What's up, Evan, dude? yes, disappointed in you. What I do? Well, <laughs> ever since you lost that bet, yeah, you've done nothing but cry like a baby. Yeah. Today is supposed to be about John's day, not about you. Thank you, Joe. Preach, I'm not at I'm A Rod fan, but I still think John should have his day. But you got to keep interrupting you anti A <laughs> Rod day. You owe him another day. Oh, as as you say that, a
6: balloon just popped in my face. I told you, any negative Uh, call.
5: Here's what I would say to that. I apologize if you think I'm being too negative. This is his day. Alex Rodriguez is aware of this day, and he plans on coming on this show at about 4 o'clock. Okay, we all aware of that, and that's very, very exciting. I'm going to make you a promise. I'm going to make the audience a promise. I'm going to make Sean a promise. Out of respect to Alex and out of respect to you, when Alex Rodriguez comes on, I'm done. I'm out. Like, I'm not leaving. I will sit here, and I will listen to the interview that you and Tiki conduct with the great Alex Rodriguez. It is that. your day. You talk about him with what you want to talk about. I don't want anyone thinking I'm being a baby or being disrespectful or asking Alex any questions that they may think is out of bounds. I've already done that. I've already interviewed Alex. I've already gone out of bounds with him. Well, the, you're, so I'm not going to do it again. Well,
1: the
6: interview you did with Alex is the reason that we're having this day, because right. you put the idea in Sean's head. He spurred it. And by the way, Evan, I thank you for that. I will give you the password, the podcast, to show you can take care of that. (laughs) Fair (laughs) enough.
5: So to Joe and anyone else out there that think I'm a baby and I'm this and that, when Alex joins the program and he's scheduled to do so, coming up in about an hour and 15 minutes, Sean, Tiki, the show is yours. We'll get back to your phone calls, talking about the greatness of Alex Rodriguez. Coming up a little bit later on, a list has been compiled, and we will certainly break it down. And that is the list of the many women... That Alex Rodriguez has been with over the course of his.
3: what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply
9: now with the mlb app you can get baseball
2: your way Honoring a Yankee legend, a great American hero. An A-bomb from A-Rod. It's
5: A-Rod Day on the fan. A great American hero, Alex Rodriguez. I do have a very important question for Sean that he will address later on in the show, and that is, did he ever boo Alex Rodriguez? Because Sean is a big booer. He's booed a lot, a lot of people. I they
1: know, booed like, almost everybody. The game we went to, the Subway Series this this past season, yeah, you went in just itching to boo Carlos Rodon, right? It's just my
5: bad. his first
1: what? home
6: start since blowing kisses. He guess what?
1: Fence. God don't like ugly. He
6: <laughs> pitched great. <laughs> yeah, you I mean, couldn't boo him. I mean, I did anyway. But yeah. <laughs> have you booed every Yankee? I'm sure I have. But oh I- hold, on, hold on a second. Have you ever booed CC Sabathia? You know, that's a good one. Mm. I don't think I actually have. He might kick your ass. (laughs) To be honest, because he never gave me reason to boot. I don't think he was ever booted in history of the game. No, he was good at the game, except for his first start versus Baltimore. If I was at Camden Yards that day, I might have booted him. But (laughs) he sat there with a heat pack. I mean, we get it. It's cold out, CC. Let's go. Other than that, I mean, he's a Cali guy. He's a Cali guy. Of course. He got used to it right after that. He was great (laughs) in the playoffs. But no, very, very rare. Very rare that I uh don't boo a guy, I guess. So yeah. CC's on the short list. I boo yeah. Wait, 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 wait,
1: wait. You have one you have a no boo policy in place for Juan Soto all
6: year. I understand that. So I said rare. What happens if he's bad? Are you gonna break your own policy? I told you there'll be ten more years of him being bad for us to boo. You don't do it this year. So did know. you boo Alex Rodriguez
5: over the course of his time here? I have to imagine you did.
6: You definitely
1: I, did. I, did. Yeah, especially, I, in did. Post, I did. especially in the postseason. I bench. De- I, it. I a believe balloon. I
6: did. <laughs> However, in two thousand nine, when that all ended, I turned to anybody who was anti-Arod and I said, "That's it. That's it forever. You can never discount this guy." So I never booed from that point forward. Okay,
5: so Alex in you know, four, maybe at the end of that choke job against Boston, right?
6: 05, maybe, 06, maybe, 07, Evan, maybe. Your story is never finished being written until it's finished being written. So, so but, but here's my by point. Way, Stanton carries Yankees to a World Series this year.
5: I, he'll never get booed again. I respect that. I'm just, I'm trying to clarify here. So, you probably booed Alex numerous times between 04 and 09. Yeah. But after 09, you never booed him again. You never booed him again. Never. You, never. Even when he came back after suspensions, never booed him. No.
6: No. By the way, I supported all the suspensions. You supported, You supported him getting suspended? Well, I supported anything <laughs> he did that tried to give him an edge because I was a big believer in that. I understand. All right. So, yeah.
5: so you I booed a Rob, but you never booed him past 2009 where he truly became that on, American right. hero love, you I described. I love how Evan's trying to make this a negative. I'm like, asking like, a
1: question. Like booing mean? as a fan is a negative. Right. It's a rite of passage. Of course. Well, and by nine, the way, think of got a, boo- you know how many times I got booed? Right. By me? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs>
6: And what would you think of it when it happened? Just, I don't know, it was motivating. You're just kind of like,
1: all right. And catch
6: the freaking ball, Tinky! We rarely boo those we don't care about. That's right. Interesting.
1: Right. Mm
8: -hmm. It's
5: hate. (laughs) Hate is better than indifference. Tiki, I'm a little annoyed at you though, right now. <laughs> Why? Me asking and trying to figure out if he booed him and well, how often he booed him. Just it seem like that's a bad thing. I'm asking a question. He's a diehard fan who boos all the time. We're honoring a guy. That's I just want to know the facts. He's a fan. That's what fans do. Okay, but I, I wasn't judging him if he booed him. I just wanted to know if he did boo him. Like I, that's all. I just want to know. Did you boo Mike Piazza? I never booed my Mets. Never. Ever? I one time I booed, and I'm embarrassed for why I did it. Why did you Why did you boo your Mets? I booed Guillermo Moda coming out of the bullpen when he came back from his steroid suspension. Who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, I don't know why. I think I was like holier than thou at the time. Uh, I was like, Mister, oh, he's so bad, he cheated, and so I booed him for a steroid suspension. Which, looking back on, feels really trivial. Yeah. I, I got to be honest with you. So I regret the one time I booed a Met, but outside of that, I'm not a booer teak. Yeah, I feel you. Does I mean, that make you respect me more as it a fan? Does.
1: It does, thank you, It does really. I would have liked you more as a fan, say, there you go, I don't but I like just, I would have been like he's a sucker <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> he, he doesn't even care if I'm good or bad. <laughs> he's just cheering me. that's not true. <laughs> let's go to Orette in Virginia, orette, you're on the fan,
12: yes,
13: yes, guys, what's up? um listen unless unless sean or unless you guys can confirm. What Arad said about Jeter, unless Jeter confirmed it, I would not believe a single word that Arad said out of his mouth. Because he he did it already. He said something about Jeter, and when Jeter was asked about it, Jeter said that Arad was a pathological
14: liar. Mm. I would not believe a single word that come out of A-Rod's mouth. I remember everything he did during that uh, steroid All right, All right, we just played
6: Jeter his own sound, his own voice complimenting A-Rod for what he did when he came over here.
9: That is the no, point I made. No, that's the point. Well, that's that's not the point not what I, I made.
6: You're trying to challenge the point I made. But what's the point you're no, making, All no, right? What I'm yeah. saying is what A-Rod said about
13: the story made up about what Jeter, what he said to Jeter and what Jeter said to him. Mm. Unless Jeter confirmed those stories, I will not believe a single word that come out of a mouth. Stop not it. Not
7: a single stop word. The guy
8: it. is a
5: phony. Stop it.
1: Stop it, it, All right, all
7: right,
5: That's my guy right there. That's my favorite caller of the day so far. I can't be critical of A-Rod, but Red can. He did nothing wrong. <laughs> stop it. I'm just out here cheering him on. Ladies and gentlemen, a man who has never booed in the history of Yankee Stadium. I think he's like your close friend. Aren't you guys like buddies? He's my boys. My The boss. Great. Cece Sabathia joins the show. Hello, Cece. What's
15: going on, fellas? How y'all doing? Did you just say I never got booed? <laughs> Is that
5: true? I, I don't know if that I oh, we no, were
15: the no, no. first week at the stadium I got booed off the What?
6: <laughs> That's right. I did do
1: that. And Sean did that. Sean just lied to us. Sean oh, just said oh, he sure never he did, booed yeah. you. <laughs>
15: Oh, that's all Yankee fans. That's all New York fans. Si, si. They try to pretend like they—they they try to pretend like it was all good. I thought <laughs> like everybody was. There. Just like everybody was at Reggie's three, four home run game, too, right?
6: <laughs> I, I mean, to be honest, see, see, that first start you had in Baltimore was a little soft with the cold weather. You <laughs> there were there in we the pool.
15: fifteen years ago. You're talking about the first start I had in Baltimore. Right. <laughs> why you got to bring up? Why you got old stuff? Why you bringing up old stuff? Just, you and he
6: earned it after.
5: Was that? But was that it? Like outside of that first week, after that, especially after nine, where you basically no, carried him to a champ. Would you ever boot again?
15: It was. It, it took until like mid-May for me to be like. Accepted by the Yankee fans. I think I gave up six runs against in a game against the A's. I remember I remember giving up a a, a bases loaded single to Matt Holliday that scored two runs and knocked me out of the game. I think it was six runs um, in like five innings in a game in May. And then after that, I kind of flipped the switch and, and uh, was able to turn it on to have a better, you know, my type of season, I guess.
5: Now, now Tiki says, as a former athlete, that the booze would motivate him. I think he's full of crap. Did the, did the booze motivate you when the uh, fans were doing Yeah, that?
15: I mean... Well, I think I was always honest with myself, right? So, I, I knew that if I was pitching bad, like, I would boo myself. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. I, go, to, I go to Raiders games and boo. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? I, you know yeah, booze, I know. Bro. I know. <laughs> I'm a real fan. Yeah, so he
8: told me,
1: I, he hate, I hate my quarterback. I hate my coach. <laughs> we get this boom out of here. I'm like, see, I'm calling this game. I can't say this on the air. <laughs> so, wait. See, you're down in Georgia right now, right?
15: Yeah, I'm at uh I'm at Georgia Tech. We'll so, see uh they start the season today with Is he
1: is he is he playing? Is he starting?
15: You know what? He got he got he took a ball to the face last Saturday, uh in a scrimmage, so I think they giving him a couple of days. So got uh it. hopefully he plays, you know, tomorrow or the next day. So
1: is C I and mean, you just called him little C but I I try to not call him that because he's big as hell now. <laughs> but is is
3: he gonna be a player?
15: He is, man. He is. And, and uh, every time that I, I feel like I, I doubt him or, or feel like maybe he's not, then I, I, go, I come and see him and it's like, oh, yeah. I, I mean, I get reminded, you know? Yeah. Even in the summertime, he played in Marcus Vineyard this summer. He won the MVP at the NECBL. Um, he had a great fall. And just every, I mean, I just saw him right now. That's why I was called in late. He was out here talking to me, but his body looks great. He's in good spirits and he just, he loves the work, man. Yeah. I think his superpower is he loves practice. And I think that's what's going to make him great.
1: Yeah, I love that, man. That's awesome. Congratulations to him. All right. See, the reason we're here, the reason we have you here, I told you the, the, the A Rod celebration day. Wait, it's Sean Morass presents A Rod Day. Mm-hmm. Tell us your experiences with A Rod. We'll get to like the Sue and the team later, but discuss like your, your experience with A Rod and him as really just him as a teammate because we don't know what it was like with him in the clubhouse.
15: Yeah, so Alex was the, the probably one of the smartest baseball players I ever played with. Um, you know, as far as, like, baseball IQ, knowing what's going on. Um, like, numerous times, you know, how you, I would get the ball from him and grab the ball with my bare hand. After I would get it out, we would meet, like, in between third and in, in the pitcher's mound, and he would be like, hey, this guy's swinging first pitch right here. Or, hey, you might want to throw this guy a two-seamer. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was just so smart. And, and his thought process and what he was thinking about it, how he watched the game, that, I mean, he helped me out tremendously. And, and as far as being a good teammate, I mean, he, you know, he was. He was, he was fine. And, you know, what I mean, I think people hear stories and, and want to like villainize, villainize him. Yeah. But, you know, I was, I was a good dude, man. And, and I think, um, you know, in a team setting, he does well.
5: When you got here as a free agent, I remember the whole kind of Yankees are going after you. They're going to make the biggest offer by a lot. I assumed that players would try to recruit you and kind of show you, hey, you want to come here. Did Yankee players try to recruit you, and was Alex Rodriguez one of them?
15: No. I didn't get any recruitment from – you know what? Actually, that's a lie. I did. In uh, 08, in in spring training, I pitched a game at Steinbrenner Field in spring training. And I was running in the outfield after, um, after my start. And A-Rod came up to me. He was like, man, we, we're trying to get you here next year. So I did. Wow. I mean, that was the only time anybody ever said anything about me pitching for the Yankees, playing for the Yankees, um, until the trade deadline came. But, yeah, he was the first one that right. could really we'll say, see- hey, we're looking to try to get you here the next year. Let's we'll see.
1: Was it money? Was it money then that got you here?
15: Oh no! I was just trying to get a chance to win. Like, I, like at at a, at the time when I was a free agent, um, for me the questions were: Can I pitch in the big games? Can I pitch in the playoffs? And in my mind, um, all I was thinking about is she's trying to win a championship. Yeah. I had pitched in the playoffs in 07 in Cleveland, and I and I blew it. I feel like if I pitched better, then we would have won won the World Series. I feel like we had the best team that year. We lost. We blew a three-one lead to Boston. So all these things are going on in my mind. Will I ever win the championship and all these different things? And the Yankees came calling, and I don't think you could ever pass up the Yankees if if you're committed to winning. And and that's what you're all about. And yeah. you know that's what I said I was all about. It just so happened they had the most money too. <laughs> so that worked out. But if if you're all about winning and, and and you say that that's all you care about, there is no other place to go but the Bronx because they they put it. They try to put a fielding team every year to win a World Series, not just make a playoff, not just win, have a winning season, to win the World Series is the goal, and um, if you're really about that, that's that's where you go.
1: So that explains why CC was so mad at me the first time I <laughs> met him. He was getting so mad at me because I retired before the Giants won a Super Bowl. He's like, if you would have just stayed. And I'm like, Who this big ass dude about to, about to beat me
15: up because I left
6: a, a year early? But that explains it. I mean, it was, about, it was all about winning for you.
15: Yeah, it's it, all about winning, yeah.
6: And and with that, CC, obviously a lot of the stuff we're doing today with Arod, the knock everybody keeps giving is he only won one. Is there any one of those teams you guys were on that sticks out more than the other where it's more upsetting to look back and think you couldn't get another one?
15: I think that the, the next year, 2010, if you just look at that roster, I mean, I, 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 but I think the '09 9 team, I don't think we get enough credit for being one of the better Yankee teams of all time. Like, that '09 9 team was, was pretty good. You look at the infield, it's one of the best infields to, to ever be fielded. Um, you know, we won the World Series with, with three starters. Like, yeah. I mean, I think that, that team was – I don't think we get enough credit. And even – just because I mean, even winning one, like it's hard to win the World Series, man. It's, it's really you have to have a lot of luck, you have to have a lot of things to go right. Um, you know, obviously the Yankees and, and Derek and the core four made it look easy for a long time, but it's not easy. And um, you know, the the one championship we did he did win, had it not been for him, we don't win. Yeah. If you think about the big home runs that he hit um in the twin series against the Angels, um obviously the, the ball the double that he hit down the line Um, in Philly, but the ball that he hit off the camera in right field, like he had a monster postseason, and and he was the reason why we won.
5: Now, I apologize to Tiki and Sean, but I have to ask a a somewhat anti-A-Rod question, okay? Come on, shred carefully. I'm shredding very, very carefully. Evan's trolling over here. I'm not trolling. I'm asking, I think, a very interesting (laughs) question. As a competitor, when the story came out that Alex had been involved in illegal steroid use, as a teammate, was your response to be like, whatever, doesn't matter? Was there anger as a competitor, a guy who faced him many times? What was your personal response when that first story came out about Alex doing that?
15: I mean, I played in the in the steroid era, I'm saying in with, with air quotes, but um, it never bothered me. the uh, the The guys that were on, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. like and and. I just feel like in the league, the, you know, you you were either on it or you weren't. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, there was a lot of guys doing it, and it was a lot of guys that were doing it that weren't good players. So, um, you know, it never bothered me that, you know, guys. It was just the, the times that you know we played in. Um, as far as the, the first time I heard Alex about Alex was, it was that was my very first spring training right, game. Right. Yep. My very first day, we have a press conference and. You know, it's Alex. You know, with the with the whole scandal. But to me, in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm like, because everywhere I have been in Cleveland and obviously in Milwaukee, the first anything happens, the first person they come to is my locker. So the first thing I did, I did when I walk into that press conference, I'm like, I'm like the eighth guy down on the totem pole. Like I can fly under the radar here. This is gonna be great. Like nobody's gonna come to my locker and ask questions. Like I got Derek here. I got Mo, Posada, A Rod. Like it's so many different distractions that I'm gonna get lost in the clubhouse. So uh, I just, I mean, obviously it was a tough time for him and for the team. But my first initial thought was like, wow, I can fly under the radar because he got so many stars.
1: Yeah, no, and it, it obviously became a, a long time story. And then the whole suing the team thing at the end became dicey. And it, it, what do you think the relationship is with Alex now? I mean, do you know? I mean, you were advisor for a minute uh, before you got to the doing stuff with the league now. But what, what is? How does the? How do the Yankees feel
15: about him? I honestly don't know. I'm still an advisor to Cashman. I'm, actually, I'm happy be had to the screen training on okay, Sunday. Okay, so we need to complain uh, so to you when Cash be
1: making them decisions.
15: <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be down there, uh, headed down there Sunday. But I, I honestly don't know. Um, I mean, I know he does a lot of stuff with the league, and I know he's – I mean, with Fox and with, boxing, yeah. with uh, you know, the broadcast and stuff. So I know he's pretty busy. But I, I honestly really – don't know what his relationship is. I don't know what anybody's status is with, with, with the team though. Yeah. I think we kinda of just once you retire you go Yeah, you're either um, around or you're not. Or exactly. You know, and, and uh, you know the last couple of years he hadn't been around. When I, when he retired though at the beginning, when I was still there, he was around a lot.
2: So I'm
5: very curious about this. We had Ryan Dempster on yesterday. <laughs> And the only reason we had had Ryan Dempster on was because, well, he decided to take uh, matters into his own hands by drilling A-Rod on that night, Sunday night in Boston. You were pitching for the Yankees that night. I don't know if anybody remembers this. Was I? I
12: was pitching that night?
5: Yeah, you were. And you didn't hit hit anybody. And I'm not criticizing you. I know why. Because they issued warnings. And if you go out and drill a Red Sox after A-Rod got hit, you're thrown out of the game.
15: So basically, I don't you're... think that ever, that, that never mattered to me. No. Uh, <laughs> I, I would have to see that game again. I, don't, I didn't know I was pushing that back. You don't remember thought,
8: that. I'm going to no, fact check no, myself I, now. I,
15: no, I, re- I remember that night because I, it, it, it was the best. Like, A-Rod handled it himself. He went deep the next that bat You're right, Like, yes. there's no point for me to hit anybody after you hit the guy and then he takes you deep. Like, if you know what I'm saying? Like, and I love Dempster and, I, and, and everybody understands why he did it and it is what it is, but. A Rod handled it himself. He hit a home run and next that back.
5: If you were playing a charity softball game against somebody and they laid down a bunt, how would you respond? <laughs> would you want to drill them or tackle them?
15: That happened yesterday in Travis Scott's softball game down in Houston. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was pretty pissed off. Wait, you hit a home like, run in that game, didn't you? In softball game? I did. I saw- why would you try to butt the softball game? Because, that does make no sense.
1: Because, Cece, it's the only way that I can get on base. I can't hit.
5: I, I'm just fast, so
8: I can't hit.
5: I can't hit. I, the only reason I would do it, mainly because I'm a terrible athlete, but because that was the one thing that appeared to piss you off. Mm. Like, when you were on the mound, if someone bunted, you looked almost angry at them. Like, what the hell are you doing? What kind of numbskull are you laying down a bunt? So I would always think, boy, I would just try to piss CC off by laying down a bunt. That would be
15: my thought. No, it, it just depends on the situation. If it's a guy, you know, a uh, 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 top of the lineup guy, I have no problem but the guys that I didn't like, Bunny, were the guys that were supposed to be the power hitters, were guys that, are, you know, I always just wanted to compete. Yeah. Like I felt like when when guys bunted, they just gave up, or felt like you know they were they didn't want to compete. So I remember I yelled at, at Corey Seager one one time because he bunted with two outs, and I was just <laughs> like, "Don't even come up here! Like <laughs> we can, I mean, I can take these pictures off. I can go sit in the dugout if you don't want to hit. Like why am I throwing you baseball?
5: Do you? <laughs> We're talking to CC Sabathia. Do you think the Yankees should retire A-Rod's number?
15: Man, I think I think I think they should retire his number, and I think Seattle should retire his number too. Mm. Um, I mean, he's one of the greatest players that ever play baseball. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I
1: do. Yeah. Well,
15: they're well,
5: definitely going to retire your number. Have they confirmed that yet, or right. are they just waiting until Hall of Fame eligibility? What's
15: the deal with that? I honest, I don't know. If, I don't know if I make it, man. Oh, you're it's, a black I'm ace, Yankee, man. You are black Yankee ace. History, but I, I don't. I mean, it's a lot to to make it into Monument Park. There's some real guys out there. So, uh, hopefully, one day, you know, it happens. But yeah. uh, well, I wouldn't they, be. I mean, I guess I, I can't say I would be disappointed if it doesn't happen because yeah. of the the guys that are in Yankees. And in, in, in Monument Park. Yeah, I know? feel you,
1: CC. But the longer they don't they keep going and don't win another championship, the more the 0-9 yeah. one gets inflated. No,
6: and by the way, they got five more years. <laughs> if not, it's Sean Moresh presents CC Sabathia day and
8: retire his number here. <laughs>
1: hey CC. I'll take that. Yeah, no doubt. But you gotta come in studio when we retire you.
15: Absolutely.
1: Appreciate you, bro. Thank hey, you, good C. luck to little C in
5: Georgia Tech. Hopefully it gets healthy. I'll see you soon.
15: I appreciate you guys. Best Thank of you, the fam.
5: The great C, C. Sabathia. You know who's with us right now? Who's that? I would argue Alex Rodriguez's biggest supporter here on WFAN. Really? I swear to you, and I believe more so than even Francesa. I know Francesa had that big interview, Uh but I sat with this guy for many, many years, and all he did was pay respect to A-Rod, and he was the one guy who in 2015, when he was coming back, guaranteed to all of us, this guy's hitting 30 home runs and driving in 100 runs. So what would an A-Rod day be without one of his biggest supporters? And he's a Met fan,
2: the great Joe Beningo. Joe, how you doing, bro? Joe B. I'm good, good, man. First of all, A-Rod should have been a Met, as we all know. And and, and we want to thank Steve Phillips for that. You know, God forbid we give him the sweet he wants, you know. know. (laughs) Can't do that. By the way, I got my little uh, A-Rod statue here. I don't know if you guys could see it. Nice. Love A-Rod. Big fan of A-Rod. It's an absolute... First of all, there's no question the Yankees should retire his number. And as CeCe said, so should the Mariners. I mean, I I don't think there's any doubt about that. Look. It's a disc- you know where I am with the steroid guys. Yep. They all should be in. The fact that Barry Bonds and I and you know I hate Roger. I mean you can't hate a guy more than I hate Roger Clemens. Okay, and and it's just one moment. It's just one moment. No, nah, no, nah, nah, he nah, he's, he's one he's one bad excuse me Tiki. one of moment. the biggest. He's one of the biggest asses of all time. But with that said, okay. The guy clearly belongs in the Hall of Fame. Seven Cy Young awards. Yeah. Obviously, Barry Bonds is the greatest—the greatest offensive player I've ever seen in my lifetime. And I've seen everybody. Yeah. I saw Mickey. I saw Willie. We go right on down all the great players: Frank Robinson, Willie McCovey, you know Clemente. I saw them all. This guy is is the greatest offensive player of all time. So all of them should be there. And the fact that a Rod. Is not in. Come on, you're talking about one of the greatest players that ever played. You know, he arguably is the greatest shortstop of all time, and and people forget this with A Rod. Okay, so this guy comes to the Yankees, and he's the best shortstop in baseball when he goes there. And what does he do? He says, "Okay, Derek Jeter's here. It's his team, I, and I know they had their issues. We know that, whatever was over women, whatever things that <laughs> things that was said, they had their problems. Okay, but what is what does A Rod do?" He comes to the Yankees, says, Derek, you're the shortstop. I'll play third. And not only does he play third, but he becomes like a go glove third baseman. All right? So people forget this. He won a championship with the Yankees. Let's not forget it. I love Don Mattingly. Don Mattingly should be in the Hall of Fame as well. It's a joke he's not in there. He was the best player in baseball for five years. But the bottom line is this. He didn't win a championship with the Yankees. Yeah. And I'm not blaming Mattingly for that. But he didn't. This guy did. And he was phenomenal in that playoff series. You won two uh, two uh, MVPs with the Yankees. Six hundred ninety six career home runs. Come on. All right? Can we stop with the nonsense already? And the but, longer they go without winning a title, Joe, I think the, the more right. impressive it That's becomes. Right. The bigger deal it becomes. But, look, one of the big, the biggest problems, You know how I feel about the baseball writers. Okay? They all hate me outside of maybe John Harper and John Heyman. <laughs> you know how I feel about them. All right? I, I pull no punches. They're all on the freaking moral high ground. You know, they're all smarter than we are. You know, God, because they never did anything in their life. Okay? Right. All right? And, and the fact that these guys that did the steroids, A Rod and Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens and Manny Ramirez, and we go right on down the line, put Mark McGuire in there too. We could, please, all right? Every one of these guys should be in the Hall of Fame. It's a joke they're not in there. And here's the other thing that bothers you too, really. Let's be honest. There's guys that are in the Hall of Fame now who cl- who definitely did steroids. There's no doubt about it. Every and a lot of it is do they love you? Do they like you? You know, Big Poppy. Oh, Big Poppy. We all <laughs> love Big Poppy. So what? He was in the Mitchell report. He's Big Poppy. Come on. Yeah,
1: he's a hero, right? He's
2: in. He come on. He's in. A Rod Nah. Manny Ramirez Nah. Yeah. Joe, how do you be?
1: How do you come to? Like, really love A Rod. You're a Met fan. And what we, we're talking about today, I, yeah, but for I, most I of our callers, is there were Yankee fans
2: who he helped bring them a championship. And so they'll never forget them. Yeah, well, uh, because I, I, especially guys that get hosed. I'm, I, I, guys that get hosed, Tiki. Yeah. And Evan knows this. Yep. I become very, very benevolent to these kind of guys. You know that's why I never loved Carlos Beltran. Okay, and Evan knows this. I was when he was a Met, I was very critical of him. We could go on and on, but after he was absolutely singled out for the ridiculous Houston cheating scandal, okay, and everybody else basically got away with it, but Beltran. Mm. Now I love the guy. I love him. <laughs>
8: yeah.
2: I mean, I mean, the guy got hosed.
8: Yeah, he did. And
2: I think A Rod clearly. Is a guy that's been hosed right that's why I I hated Barry Bonds now I love the guy right you know I got a statue of Barry Bonds downstairs too <laughs> I mean, I love him. <laughs> You know what I mean? No, I'll never. By the way, I'll never have a statue of Roger Clemens down No, no, no. He's
14: the one. Even
2: though he does belong in the Hall of Fame, that's not happening. How did you? Just go play around the
1: golf with him. You'll be all right. You'll love him after After 18 holes. I don't know. Tiki, have you played with him? I have not, but I've hung out with him multiple times because we used to do Thuzio events with him. Right. he's, He's a good guy, Clemens? He's fun as hell. And okay. He sings karaoke, uh, drinks beer. The idea console. of Joe
5: and Clemens becoming friends actually kinda of bothers me. I don't, oh, want to see that. I don't know if I don't know if that's
1: that, I don't know if that's cool. That might be you know? my life's work. I might have to try to get <laughs> that done. Barry Bonds, yes. Barry Bonds, I'm in. I'll get, A-Rod, I'll get I'm in you and I'm Ronde and a round of golf with Clemens. And you'll you'll be you'll be straight as right yeah. as right. Can ready. you
2: imagine me playing golf with you, Ronde, and Clement? <laughs> <Just something. laughs> and pay to that. Man, oh man, that I, would be pretty cool. I the one thing that I remember, I don't know how
5: much you remember, because man, man, you were on the radio here at the station, still off for so many years, but I remember going into 2015, how confident you were that A Rod coming yeah. off that suspension was gonna have a big year. And everybody disagreed. Everybody, oh, you're yeah. wrong. He's done. Right, right. He's finished. I disagreed with you. Right. And you, I, of all the things you've said on the radio, you nailed that one as well as anybody. Yeah. How the hell did you know that? Why did you think A-Rod at 39 after a
2: year of missing baseball was going to come back and hit 33 home runs the way he did? Well, because it was an easy call, bro. I mean, this is, again, we're talking about one of the all-time great players that ever played the game. I mean, we, we, could, we could get on him all we want, the steroids, you know, knocking the, you know, the thing with Bronson Arroyo in the playoffs, all of this insanity. We could, we could go on and on. He's one of the greats ever, and when you're that great, and what happened to him happened. Now he comes back with a chip on his shoulder. Right. Now you're bringing back one of the all-time greats with something to prove. All right. So I mean, to me, it was an easy call that he was going to do that. I mean, you know, when you're dealing with that type, you know, that kind of a guy.
1: No, I look. We we we're celebrating a Rod because Sean won this uh, right. pickleball. Tournament, is and Sean and Marat- Red Bat and he won it. And is is Marash a
2: big Yankee? Marash, you big, big A Rod guy. But you got to think about this. Yes. So is
1: this you? is why Sean is, um, right? is the perfect advocate for A Rod okay. because he's of that age right. where the older ones, like the, the 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 early Yankee championships,
6: they're not fresh. Yeah, right. this one's right. fresh to Those him. were my kids. This is my only ch- uh, adulthood right. Yankee championship. Right. And Joe, you know this. I mean, you talk about all the time being long and starved. Think about this today. How long a drought have we had about any team having a championship? Yeah. A-Rod right. is punished, not just for all the other nonsense, but punished because he came post-dynasty and we expected more. If anybody yeah. like A-Rod won a singular championship for this city and he was the best player to carry them, it wouldn't even be a question yeah. we'd honor him.
2: I also think he gets a little bit of a bad rap as being kind of the poster child, if you will, for what happened against the Reds no so, doubt, like, yeah. You know, I think I think that's something that you know uh, is held against him. Yeah. You know, uh, Sean, I'm very very happy that you are a big A Rod guy. I gotta Thank tell you.
8: you that. Yeah. A and, lot uh, of people my age re- and younger are
2: Joe. Uh, they should be. I mean, like I said, I mean, come on, the, the guys wanted a great play, and like I said, the fact what he did. Because like I said, he was the best shortstop in baseball. And you can make a case. He's the greatest shortstop of all time. I mean, certainly the greatest hitting shortstop that there ever was. And the fact that he moved to third for Jeter and played third... Like he, you know, like he was Greg Nettles in the old days with the Yankees, <laughs> you know, tells you all you need to know, right? Oh, for the God, sake God. of winning,
8: too, all the of guys
2: want to win a championship. Of course. Oh, come on, and then he won, and yeah, that's and really they won. all. The, you know, the one thing I really upset with that he never got that seven hundred home run. Well, now what he hit six ninety six, six ninety six, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was because yeah.
1: his last year. I mean, it was forty, and he, just yeah. he, he yeah. only played
5: sixty five. Well, games I mean, then. look,
2: if he didn't get suspended for that year, he he'd oh, would have, oh yeah. Know and
5: also, the Yankees didn't want him to hit the seven hundred no, home run. That was the other thing. No, there were
2: bonuses involved. They, right, just, they didn't want right. it to they didn't happen. Want him to do it. No they doubt, did, they never wanted him money. to do it. Come You're 100 right. By the way, the beard, bro. I'm telling. <laughs> let me tell you, bro. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> yes, I'm telling you again. Okay, and I pray that I'm wrong about this. Yeah. There is no way that Peter Alonzo is coming back to the Mets. Oh, I don't see that. I'm telling you, oh. this Stearns oh, doesn't want him. The they're man gonna, from
9: Milwaukee,
7: they're though.
2: Either, they're either going to trade him at the deadline if the team stinks, or they're going to let him walk. By the way. So get ready for it now. Typical Mets. I know it's a different regime. Thank you so much, Steve. We thought the Wilpons were gone. <laughs> I'm <laughs> telling you right now. By the now. way, in honor. Get ready for it. In and honor, I pray. I'm, Bro, I pray I'm wrong. No, me too. I pray I'm wrong. In
5: honor of A-Rod, if you recall, when he came in and did that interview with Francesa, he wouldn't call Bud Selig by his name. He would just refer to him as the man from Milwaukee. The man from Milwaukee. That's what we're calling David Stearns until Pete Alonzo signed that extension he's just yeah, a well, man from milwaukee
1: you're never hey, gonna say your general manager's name ever that's I, right i
2: have a big problem with david stearns and i said this before i think they brought him in so they could so that uh, cohen could run the mets like a small market team wow he has no no desire to sign peter Lonzo. so i really believe that they tried to trade him last year no matter how much of a spin they tried to put on what they were doing there and i'm telling you man this is going to be right in line of say, if Siva going and Strawberry going and Wheeler going and everybody well, else that came between. You better them. be wrong because I'm going to lose my mind. Bro, get ready. And, I, <laughs> and I'm telling you, I can't wait. What, it, what spin are the Mets going to put on it when this happens? And, uh, like I said, I want. I, I pray I'm wrong. Me too. But Me I'm too. telling you, man, I got a bad feeling about it. Well, I
5: hope you're wrong. Joe, we appreciate you coming Thank on you this wonderful God day. Bless. Thank hear you, sir.
2: you, A-Rod. Put him in the freaking Hall of Fame. And let's go. He's <laughs> Thank Thank in the Hall let's of Fame, it. Joe. Appreciate you, brother. Him. Thank All right, you, guys. All the, the love.
5: The great Joe Benigno It may surprise some. You forget about this. As a diehard Met fan that he is, that he was as big of an Alex supporter as anybody. Yeah, I didn't know that. So Joe. what would an A-Rod day be without Joe Benigno? There it is. We will come back and get back to your phone calls. A lot of people very happy and excited with A-Rod Day. We are live from a very festive studio that features Yankee-colored balloons everywhere. That have scared the crap out of me three times already. I think it's
6: four. We've <laughs> had <laughs> i <it laughs> pop.
1: <popping. laughs> you pop it.
5: <laughs> and Alex himself, the man of the hour, he knows about this day. He is aware about this day. And he has told us he will be joining the program coming up at 4 o'clock. And at 4.30, we will officially retire his number to the rafter of WFAN. In the air to right. Back is a Abreu at the wall. That's gone. Game tied.
6: It's a home run. Tied at three. Oh, uh, what in October that was. Which one was that? That was the one against the Angels? That was the one against the Angels. Tied the game. Game three, I believe. No, it was game two game of the two. ALCS game, too. I was so, in the building for that game. You know what's crazy? He had so many big hits in 9 you get him confused on the games. <laughs> Just a reminder of all the Derek Jeter stuff and everything, nobody in the history of the New York Yankees system had more RBI in a single postseason than A-Rod, that part of that magical run.
5: Yeah, that 2009 run, and welcome to A-Rod Day, Evan Antigua here on mm-hmm. The Fan. And A-bomb from a Obviously, Sean won a bet. A couple weeks ago, he got to make a big show decision. This is his show decision, A-Rod (laughs) Day. We'll talk to the man of the honor coming up in about 20 minutes. We're in a decorative studio that you'll be able to check out on TV in a little bit. And I'm sure there'll be clips posted on social media. But during that postseason run, he hit a game-tying home run against Joe Nathan. I think that was game two of this divisional series against Minnesota. Yeah. Not that you were ever worried about losing that series, but you never know. And then it was also game two against Anaheim, where they were down 3-1 to one in the ninth inning, and Alex was facing Brian Fuentes. Mm. And I was in the building. That was the one game during that postseason run I went to. And I was sitting next to the great Sweeney Murdy. And when A-Rod went oppo and hit that home run, I did something I also did to Sal Licata once. What's that? When the Nets played the Knicks, and the Nets went on a tip-in by Clifford Robinson, I punched Sal because I was huh. so excited. When A Rod hit that home run, I punched Sweeney because I was so pissed. <laughs> it was the opposite. I was like, come
1: on. Couldn't you be
6: happy for him? No. I don't know how you couldn't be. And by the way, people forget, too, the Angels were kind of the Yankees' daddy before that well. They series were until well. that series, you're right. And A Rod totally stared him in the eye and said, you could take your old Rally monkey. You could take all of this. We're taking this crap. And the Yankees went, and A Rod punished them in that ALCS. No, nah, he did, man. Alex Scott Rodriguez. Casimir,
5: who? Yeah, A-Rod was great in that series. Was that your favorite? If you had to pick a favorite A-Rod moment, which one? Would it be one of those home runs? It's
6: undoubtedly. You know what? Can we cue it up, Tommy? Is that going to be a problem? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not a problem at all, sir. What do you need? Which one?
8: What's your favorite one?
6: World Series? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Huh? Yeah. All right. People forget. Here we go. Hold on. Or not.
5: World Series 09 against the Phillies. In the to right. Back is Abreu at the wall. That's gone. Game
4: tied.
8: Wrong home run. It's a
4: home run.
6: (laughs) Tied at three. Abreu was on the Angels. I mislabeled that. Oh, you mislabeled this stuff? Go to the camera one, the label camera one. Here's one down the right
4: field line, (laughs) and it's high off the wall, a fair ball. (laughs) DeShera is at third and held there as Worth gets it back in on a double off the wall to right and the first World Series hit for Alex Rodriguez. And now Joe Girardi is going to go out and talk to the right field umpires. We take another look. Looks like it was right off the top of the railing. It looked like it hit the camera.
6: That is a clunky call for good reason. That is the first time instant replay was ever used in a World Series game. Is that Uh right? It was game three of the 2009 World Series. The first ever? First First time. It was the first year we were able to use replay in the postseason. And it was Halloween night. I believe it was Halloween night because mm. that night my sisters left us, me and my dad watching the game. They got egg drop souped up the block and they couldn't, they came back looking for towels and we were all screaming at the TV, that's a home run, that's a home run, that's a home run. And it hits that little camera that shouldn't have been there and I thought we were going to get reverse Jeffrey Maird in that situation. Mm. I thought we'd replay, we as Yankee fans were going to get screwed. Right. And it would have been so A-Rod in that moment to finally have a big World Series home run, live that moment and have it get taken back, but replay prevailed, and that moment I'll never forget. And that was the moment I said, there ain't no way we're losing this World Series. Yeah.
5: i tell you this. You know, CeCe was mentioning it before. We'll get back to your calls in a second about how underrated that 9 team was. Mm. And he's right from this standpoint. I say this as a Yankee hater, but I give you a perspective of the guy rooting against you. Because I don't want to see the Yankees win the World Series. Yeah, Like, I think when you're in sports talk radio, if people are being honest with you, and you're still a fan, you want there to be success because it's good for work. But you don't want to watch a team you don't like win a championship. You get jealous of it. But I mean, they won 103 games that year. They did. No, I, they, I, I remember mean, the season well. They were great division Series the championship. It's four two four two. But that's and that's the point I'm going to make to you. Yeah. As a Yankee hater, I knew from the moment that postseason began they were winning the World Series. Mm. And I never had that feeling in any other year. You know, late 90s are different. But during those other mid-2000s teams, because they had plenty of teams that went over 100 games. Like, the Yankees had some really good teams that got flamed out in the divisional series. But that team, when they got to that divisional series against Minnesota, you knew it. (laughs) Even Anaheim. I know the Angels had success against them. There was never a moment in that series where it was in doubt. Never a moment. The Philly one, I'll give you because of Cliff Lee in Game 1. Yeah. The Phillies won Game 1. So I remember after Game 1 thinking, all right, if the Phillies could take Game 2, and it was a very tough World Series for Mets fans, by the way, because we hate the Phillies, they don't like the Yankees, we were miserable. And there were a lot of fights amongst Met fans because right. some Mets fans said, screw it. I can't root for the Phillies. I'm rooting for the Yankees, and vice versa. Now, I know Lugi, as a Mets fan, was definitely rooting for the Phillies, but it was not easy to do. No,
1: he's right. I mean, you go look at just the just wrote statistics. They had one player that hit under 270. And that was Swish. But yeah. But his OPS was almost 900. That lineup was crazy. It was unbelievable.
5: Yep. Yep. They were, very, they were a great, great team. And, and, and I never thought they were losing as an enemy of the state.
6: Yeah. And in game two, remember, the Yankees end up having Jay-Z and Alicia Keys perform before the game. That changed everything, so, too. We weren't losing from that point forward. My girl. And I believe game two is when Melky gets hurt as well, right? Game two of the World Series? Yes. Mm. Yeah, and then I think that's when Gardner comes in. That changed things a little bit, too. But it's just such great memories, Ed, when you really oh, look back on memory lane. Guys. Just unbelievable.
11: And, yes, in fact,
6: I was rooting for the Phillies.
8: Yeah. Not Hater. every not every Met fan was doing that. I agree way. with Hater. that. Well, Hater. that's what
11: haters do. They Hater. hate. Hey, I'm not going to root for the Yankees in the World Series in any spot. But that's okay. That's my fandom. This is Sean's day, but I'm just telling you what I was doing.
6: No, no, it's, no. No, it's A-Rod's day. Again, it's about Selflessness. Um,
5: <laughs> All right. Let's get back to your calls. 877-337-6666. Lou is in Astoria. Good uh, afternoon to you, Lou. What's up, Lou?
14: Hey, Evan. How you doing? Good. What's up? Listen, uh, my congratulations, Mr. Sean. Today he has made, it's just for me, I'm not saying for the world because there's a lot of the out there. He has done. I've been listening for 40 years, and you know this. I see him coming and going, a lot of hosts, a lot of WFN. But Sean has made today, not only my day, but as far as I'm concerned, one of the great, I forget about the Mad Dog, I forget about my friend, says that one of the greatest, greatest day in WFAN. And I tell you what, congratulations to him. I already texted, I don't know, I, I mean, I said that he should get a raise. <laughs> WFAN should take care of him. Thank because you. the rating is going to go up, up the wall. Listen, Evan. Yeah. One thing that I don't understand: you said you and your you and your wife you you hate steroids, right? Yeah. Okay, but you know what? I don't understand you because your favorite sport, which is an entertainment and WWE, mm. is they dropping like flies. Okay. Right. I, I don't. Sometimes you know you're a smart guy, <laughs> but I don't understand where you're coming from. Right,
8: sometimes
4: Sometimes, I mean, a
5: smart guy, you could be really dumb. Right, I need to address a few <laughs> things that Lou said. Let me start with the steroid stuff. My wife and I argue about it. Okay, so I am more pro Barry Bonds. I have been pro in Defenders of some steroid users. That's your fault for choosing to have that conversation with your wife. I agree with you. It's completely my fault. That's why we agree never to talk about it. Oh, excellent. That's why A-Rod <laughs> Day created some angst and confusion. Hey, honey, go to the spa, hand in stone. Here's,
1: <laughs> here's a gift card for you.
5: No, I know. <laughs> you know who my, my wife is a big fan of, believe it or not, is CC Sabathia. Of
1: course. How really can you lo- not
5: love CC. So the one part of this show she said she wanted to listen to was CeCe
8: Sabathia. <laughs> That's
5: awesome. But, CC will appreciate that. Yeah, CC's a very entertaining uh, guy. He is the best. He's a great all time. Well, but let me address that first part. I love this radio station. I love the history of this radio station, and I love the fact that Lou felt compelled to give Sean the ultimate compliment as a longtime listener by saying this is the greatest moment in the station's history. Yeah. Forget my... Forget dog. I'm sorry. I, I apologize. I know that. I should take that and say that's great for all of us. That's yeah. fandom. Yeah. That's but fandom I talking. I cannot stand by What are you talking about? and allow Lou to actually say this day, which is a fine day, and I respect this day, and I'm good with this day. This is the greatest day in the history Evan, of the state. Are, are we
6: serious? Evan. Are
5: we really serious Evan. about
10: that?
6: Evan. What? Madison Square Garden, Nassau Coliseum, UBS, MetLife, Giants Stadium, Yankee Stadium, City Field, Shea, all of that. Retired numbers everywhere. We are the sports leader here in New York. Before today, when has a number ever been retired in this building? I don't mm. think it's ever happened.
1: Mm. Hey, who, who's Has anybody even thought of doing it?
6: Yeah. So We dedicated course, the
1: newsroom to Chernoff. Right, are, aren't I'm we right. the conduit to of the course, sports yeah. talk conversation in this storied town and all these storied organizations? What? and we took it upon ourselves right. to hang a banner for one of the great underappreciated players in Champions. New York history? Champions. Champions. Champions in New York City sports history? Of course. Yeah. And, and by the way. It's hanging right
6: behind
5: us. I,
1: I, I, and
6: history will tell the story, Evan. And there will be other listeners I'm sure that will think it's the greatest moment. And by the way, not a slight on our predecessors. Mike and Dog were Great. That's what I grew up on. Mm-hmm. I am sure if they were still in these chairs next to each other today on the 20-year anniversary of acquiring A-Rod, they would be doing the same Right. because they were about selflessness as
1: well. Guess what's going what? to happen? Odyssey Seattle's going to do a retirement day for Sean Alexander.
6: Probably will. <laughs>
1: Jeez. Right. He's underappreciated. Never even mentioned in the Hall of Fame. <sighs> yep. S- he stole the rushing title from me in a, in a year. <laughs> he went to the Super Bowl. He was the last before Christian McCaffrey league rushing leader to go to the super bowl he's I iconic you. i understand nobody's talking about sean alexander
6: I understand. odyssey seattle I guarantee understand. this happens. dude. tiki soros has money all over all right everybody's getting, <laughs> everybody's getting a banner kyle
8: is in
16: tampa florida what's up kyle hey guys what's going on uh i just want to say great big fans you guys are all awesome together thank you man. uh Pete, i grew up idolizing you, man. I was a running back, born number 21. Oh, nice. You're one of the greatest. Thank you, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah, no problem, you, man. You, you, were you the born in Tampa? Thing, but you'll get in there. Were you born in Tampa? No, I was born and raised in uh, Connecticut. In oh, Greenwich. got it, got it, got Grew it. I thought, right I, thought, I thought maybe
1: you became a running back, a fan of me as a running back because you were in Tampa with my brother. And you're like, oh, that dude has no, a, no, dude has a I,
16: twin. No, no. I tell everybody you're a little bit better than your brother, in my opinion. Thank you. I mean, wow. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. Kyle said it. You heard it. Kyle
1: said it. I just <laughs> heard it, yes.
16: What's up, guys? Yeah, no, the the gist of the call is more towards more ass. I'm all for a Rob Day. Great great Yankee helped us tremendously. But the fact that you sat there and said their Jeter should be on his knees <laughs> thanking this guy is absolutely insane. The year they traded for Alex Rodriguez, who had the Gold Glove at shortstop that year? Derek Jeter. Mm. And everyone says A. Rod was such a great shortstop. Why? Because he had home runs. He was no. a great defender.
6: He was a great defender too. He won the Gold Glove the year before. Again, this isn't a slight on Jeter. He <laughs> should be thanking him. By the way, Jeter has one less ring without A. Rod, so he should be thanking him. Mm. Yeah.
16: Okay, but he still. That I'll take four championships to the bank any day of the week, and being the icon of New York City for fifteen years, tw- almost twenty years. So I just that's the only thing that just kind of. Right, see the wrong way. See, <laughs> see,
8: you
5: push the buttons, Bank but I do want to defend Sean with something, and this is going to sound kind of douchey, but it's true. The only reason Derek Cheater won a Gold Glove is because Alex Rodriguez allowed him to win a Gold Glove. Mm. Alex because Rodriguez, he went to third base. Yes, Alex and, Rodriguez had won the previous two Gold Gloves at mm, shortstop, as well as the MVP. And and look, that doesn't even matter because I think at that point in baseball history, unfortunately, Gold Gloves were viewed as a popularity contest. Mm. As a, is that guy a great offensive player? That has nothing to do with winning a gold glove. Nowadays, we're a little smarter. We judge gold gloves and based on defense. Well, it's not also, a popularity You contest. also have defensive metrics. Correct. That you but you can analyze. A hundred percent. But Alex Rodriguez, I don't need a defensive metric to tell me this. Alex Rodriguez was a brilliant defensive shortstop. He just was. Mm-hmm. He was brilliant. And I'm saying that on a day in which I don't want to honor him, but I got a call like it is. And, look, he was a bigger guy, so you looked at him, and that's ushered in by Cal Ripken Jr. Give Cal Ripken credit for that. He was a bigger guy. He didn't look like a shortstop. But when A-Rod played shortstop in Texas and he played shortstop in Seattle, the guy was smooth. And I'm sorry, I don't want to create a war, but Alex Rodriguez was a far defensive, better defensive shortstop than Derek Jeter was. That's just the reality. This is the bottom line. (laughs) We'll get to more of your calls, a lot of pro and a lot of anti-A-Rod fans. We'll also go through the many women of Alex Rodriguez. But coming up in this 4 o'clock hour, we are scheduled to talk to the man of the hour. And also, coming up at 4.30, the number retirement ceremony. There will be speeches. There will be like a candlelight vigil. And then, <laughs> sitting behind us in the WFN studios, there's a balloon of 1-3, and there's this big kind of carpet. The carpet will come down, and the A-Rod banner will hang in the WFN studios. It's all coming up within the very, very next hour right here on The Fan. An A-bomb
2: from A-Rod. It's A-Rod Day on The Fan, 101.9 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app.
5: Thank God we're halfway through. Oh, sorry about that. Yes, we are halfway through a ride there. Very exciting day. Dump that,
1: shut your pie hole.
5: <laughs> Very exciting day here at WFAN. Uh, for those that don't know, a part of the origin of Alex Rodriguez Day was that a few weeks ago, me and Sean Morash competed in a pickleball game. In which, if I had won, my beard would be cut off. I would finally get rid of this hideous Pete Alonso beard that I have. But if Sean won, he was able to make a show decision. And I think that a lot of people assumed he would do something very selfish with his show decision if he won. Maybe put his name on the show. Mm -hmm. Do something of that nature. Well, Sean did beat me controversially, but he did beat me in pickleball. I owe that. And so Sean's show decision that he announced about a week ago was A-Rod Day. Like, he wanted to honor Alex because the Yankees haven't. Because they haven't retired number 13. And to Sean and
6: many Yankee fans, they believe that the Yankees should. Evan? Thank you so much for being a part of the ceremonies. We no longer need you for a couple minutes because I, Sean Morash, presents A-Rod Day with Tiki Barber. are going to welcome a very special guest at this time, none other than the great Alex Rodriguez. Alex, welcome in.
13: Thanks, guys. How you doing, man? We are,
1: we are awesome, Alex. So
6: you you've uh, kind of precipitated this because
1: last time we had you on, Evan, who's not talking right now because he's a Mets fan, ask you about your jersey retirement. And we thought, man, this is an unbelievable, or Sean did, this is an unbelievable idea. So congratulations, we're retiring your jersey in our studio or your number in
13: our (laughs) studio. I love it. Thank you very much. Hey, we're chipping away, chipping
6: away. <laughs> That's exactly it, Alex. That is the point of this, is to bring... I'm trying to bring attention here, and so many young Yankee fans like myself want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts because without you, the drought for a World Series that would be going on 24 years, and we are dying for another championship for many of our teams in this town, and you should be celebrated. So let me just start off by saying, as a Yankee fan, thank you so much for 2009. And let's go down memory lane. What is your favorite moment from the 2009 World Series outside of, of course, the final out in the World Series?
13: Yeah, I was going to say definitely uh, Mo on the mound, uh, cano to to take sure to end it. But I would probably say um, the double that followed Johnny Damon's double steal in Philly. Mm. Um, And the minute that that double was hit, we scored winning run. I pull up to second base. By the corner of my eye, I see Mariano Rivera start to warm up.
8: And I knew (laughs) knew that we
13: had lefty in game six at home uh, to close it down in front of uh, our fans.
1: You know, we, we talked to CeCe about about an hour ago, and he was talking about his struggles competing in the postseason. And we know that you had some of yours, the Boston series that everybody talks about. But what actually broke through for you? Right, what, what what in your mind made two thousand and nine be so epic? Because we were just looking at the stats, the OPSs, the home runs. I mean, it it was unbelievable one of a one of a kind in so many ways. What what helped you break through in '09?
13: Yeah, thank you. No, that, it was so much fun. It, it kind of it all came together for me because I finally started trusting we and not I. Hmm. And an indication of that, you know, as you remember, Tash would hit third, right. I hit fourth, and then Matsui won fifth. Matsui won the MVP. But he was so hot that I realized I didn't have to be the hero. I didn't have to hit a grand slam with nobody on base. If I could just be disciplined, uh, swing a strike, and don't go fishing, and pass the baton to Matsui, uh, he would take care of business. And and he sure did to ensure the MVP and the World Championship.
6: Was there any part of you that was slightly disappointed you weren't the World Series MVP? Because from my money, Alex... I mean, I know it's not like hockey where the whole postseason counts. You're the all-time RBI leader in a single postseason. You should have been the MVP that year.
13: You know, you know, I didn't think about that too much, honestly. It was I was like 50% pregnant with two thoughts. One was I was happy as hell because it's been 15 years. And the other 50%, I was relieved. Because, you know, growing up in Miami, loving Dan Marino, and him having to answer these questions about not winning a championship mm. and Charles Barkley and others, Yep, I just was so relieved to be able to be a small part uh, of a great team in 2009 to bring so much joy to our fans in New York.
1: I know you're not trying to, but you're just kind of rubbing it in my face because <laughs> I wasn't there when the <laughs> Giants won. What you know, yeah, Alex? I want to, I want to, you know, take you back to that, to that 2009 season again, and right, so much has been talked about the you know, the makeup of that team, right? How I mean, everybody hit over 270, except for Swish, and his OPS was almost 900, right? What made that team come together so well, right? Not just you, but just everybody. What, that team was great. CeCe even said it when we, when we interviewed him. We don't put enough respect on the, the totality
13: of that whole squad. Yeah, and, and Tiki, you know this. I mean, a lot of times you get the real appreciation sometimes two or three decades after it's over because you yeah. really appreciate it. And you've seen the drought with the Yankees. Um, it's not easy to win. And it's harder to win in New York because of all the pressure that comes with it. But for me, it was it was 25-man roster, completely diversified. We had people from all over the world, Matsui from Japan, Panama, Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, CCG. It, it was just an awesome group. Everyone checked their ego at the door. I thought Joe Girardi and the staff did an incredible job, and we were fully accountable, and everybody took responsibility. But I'll never forget, on my birthday, this is where I thought we were going to win the title, is it was a Saturday, and we were celebrating my birthday. The entire team showed up, including Jay-Z, Ty Domi, Jay-Z's boy Juan, and we're playing a day game at 1 o'clock the next day, and it's about 2 o'clock in the morning, and the entire party is inside my pool including cc including yeah. everybody the only two that stayed dry were jay-z and ty domi and ty domi says if anyone touches jay-z i'm gonna they're gonna have to deal with me so <laughs> nobody touched either <laughs> one of them awesome. the only two people of 50 people that were not in the pool and everybody went in with their shoes, with their shorts with everything and the next day we came out and one, which I was under a lot of pressure to make sure that we won yeah. because if we didn't win, they would blame that loss on my birthday. Yeah. You know,
1: Alec, what do you feel like your, your relationship is with Yankee fans right now? Because Sean is of that age where you're the hero, right? He, he doesn't remember you know, those earlier Yankee championships like he remembers the 9 one. And for 35 and maybe younger uh, uh, sports fans, you're the hero. What do you think your relationship is with Yankee fans?
13: Honestly, I think it's 10 out of 10. I, I'm so grateful for everywhere I go around the world. Every day of my life, including here on in vacation, I've had a few people already say, thanks for 2009. Uh, the fans in New York are so smart. Look, my career was up, up and down, and it, was, it included the good, the bad, and the ugly. And in many ways, it's very relatable to New York. New York is not just up and to the right. right. New York is a, a place where people make mistakes, but I really think they appreciate someone who's tough, Gritty, who has perseverance and does not give up. And I would just say this baseball, we have to start celebrating as something that unites people. And uh, when I hit a home run in 09 or when we won the championship, you had collective fans unified, cheering in the same direction, no matter what their differences were. And we just got to get back to that. That's what's great about sports and music, it brings us all together.
6: You know, Alex, we are sitting here in a long, long drought since the 2011 Mm -hmm. Giants, since we had a parade in this city. And I have of the blood... And I believe this that we have gone down this long stretch. And I almost feel like you personally, along with some of the 09 Yankees, get punished from the idea of you were still relatively fresh off that Yankee dynasty. You we're in the midst of two giant Super Bowls. Do you think, for anybody who might be a naysayer today, that your career might be looked at differently if the 09 Yankees were happening, let's say, within the last five years and it, it snapped a drought as opposed to coming off a long dynasty run by the Yankees?
13: Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, it was nine years, and it felt like forever in, in Yankee World. Um, I can't even think about it, you know. Today, 15 years without going to a World Series is mind mind-boggling. But I just think the way it worked out, it worked out perfectly. Uh, the fact that '04 we melted uh, in the New York Sun against Boston uh, made '09 five years later so much sweeter.
6: Yeah. I agree with that. Boy, do I agree with that! And it really just doused the flames that went along with that. Now that was such a big off season for the Yankees heading to '09. You had obviously had some playoff failures those couple of years before. If you had to pick any singular addition of that Yankee team, what do you think helped put that '09 team over the top, added to the core you guys already had to finally win this thing?
13: Well, obviously the trifecta of you know give Hal Steinbrenner and Randy Levine a lot of credit. Uh, I remember meeting with Randy Levine and we talked about at the Shera and A.J. Burnett, and he signed up on board and moved very quickly uh, on that. So props to Randy and to Howe because it was an incredible financial investment. But I think the guy that made the biggest difference is Johnny Damon. Before Johnny Damon got there, uh, we were not a world championship team, and after he got there, we became one. And uh, I thought one of the big mistakes was letting Johnny go and not letting us run it back in 2010. When he left, I think, to Detroit, uh, I think it was a, a huge miss for us.
1: Yeah, I know. When we when we talked to CeCe earlier, that he said t- the 2010 season was probably his biggest disappointment because it felt like you could have repeated. And I, he didn't give context, but, I mean, that makes a lot of sense.
13: Yeah, I mean, there's some guys that just make a difference. I think you know this. I yeah. mean, Mike Conley in our basketball team, we brought him in from Utah last year with the Timberwolves, and he's completely changed the climate, the attitude, The energy, not only in the locker room, but on the court, but the entire, you know, state of Minnesota is kind of thinking, okay, we can do this because it's not necessarily the best player. Um, While Mike's had an incredible career, it's really his character, his leadership, and his positivity that influences the other 14 young players.
1: Yeah, you know, you talk about the Timberwolves, and look, we know you're part owner there. You've been involved now a couple of years. You're doing the Fox stuff. You're traveling. You're on vacation right now, I think, so we appreciate your calling. How are you calling. Like, how do you find time to do all the stuff that you're doing? I think a lot of people think after you retire, you made a ton of money. Athletes just kind of chill. Like, you're doing a lot.
13: You know, I apply to three letters, uh, BCP, which is Vision, Capital, People. Uh, you have to have a crystallized vision of what you want to do in three to five years, whether it's personally or in a business. The C part is you got to put capital to deploy to that vision. And the hardest part, as always, and you know this, whether it's the locker room or business, it's people. Yeah. You guys have a great show because you have people, not only uh, speaking publicly, but all you great producers that prepare to get you guys ready to shine. And I feel like if you get the V C P part ready, you, you can have a great platform yeah. and do a lot more because you have all the right people in the right place. Yeah, but know, I'm I'm so. not
1: I'm not giving Lugie credit for you because I reached out to Berkowitz. <laughs> that's how that's how we got you on here. So Sean started our show with a not a controversy, but it's just it's just the reality of the moment. When you came here in two thousand and four, and you had just won a gold glove, you'd won the M V P. We heard it on the, the the Captain series where you talked about not moving the shortstop and going to third that seems like it should have been ridiculously awkward. Why was it not?
13: I I think it's because of the partnership. I, I can care less about myself. All I wanted to do was, you know, come here and win. And when George Steinbrenner called me, it was a conversation that I took very, very seriously. And, you know, being part of the Yankees, it was the same reason, Tiki, when I came in in 04 that I had no problem after winning the MVP and go glove and just named captain of the Rangers, moving to third base for the betterment of being part of something better and bigger uh, is the same reason when I had 696 and the Yankees told me it, it's over. Uh, I had three teams call me, hmm. and my decision was basic, right? It was 696 with a Yankee uniform is greater than 700 in any other. So, oh, interesting. Same way in, same way out.
8: Oh, that Aaron!
6: I love hearing that. And obviously, I talked about that. We played the bit in the documentary where you and Jeter had obviously spoke in the dugout that rainy night in Chicago. And I've been hammering home this point all along. The idea that you were somebody of that kind of caliber player in shortstop, moving over to third, all in the spirit of winning. And I have just used the word selflessness all day long. Do you <laughs> believe your selflessness is something that maybe has gone overlooked as time has passed? I think so, but
13: I don't really worry about things like that. Look, the bottom line is I came over. It was successful. We won a championship. You know, the franchise value has gone up from a billion to probably six or seven billion now. It's been great business. The Yes Network was kicking and rocking and rolling. And I'm I'm hoping every day as I wear my Yankee pinstripes in my heart and I wear my hat, I'm cheering hard for them to get their stuff together and get back to the championship way. Um, it's really about the team, not about me. I'm, I'm doing just fine.
1: Well, in about 15 minutes, we're going to pull down this black sheet that we're holding, that's covering your your number retirement that we're going to do here. Hopefully, at some point, the Yankees do it at Yankee Stadium as well. Alex, we appreciate you jumping on for a little bit. and. Congratulations. We're the first number that we've retired here at WFA
13: You are the first. So we appreciate you. Hey, I love it. One of one. And uh, thank you. And I feel grateful for you guys uh, voting me in. Every vote counts.
6: <laughs> nah, simply the best, Alex. Thank you so much.
13: All right, fellas. Have a great weekend. See you, Alex. Bye. Be good.
6: The great Alex Rodriguez. It is. How about that? Thank you, Teak, for helping coordinate. Thank you, Lugie, for putting him up. And, he, you know, he said it's all about the team. He wouldn't even, you know, Compliment so much on the selflessness. That was just wonderful. That was, um, was great. No, that was. that was wonderful. I'm
5: complimenting uh, you, Tiki, and you, Sean, and of course Alex. That was uh, that <laughs> was very heartwarming.
6: Yeah, and you could tell. Shut up, Matt. Exactly. <laughs> and how much it means to him. Right? Tiki talked about chipping away. This right. means a lot to him it having does. his number retired, the and first it should. Step. And we should be able to move the banner that we're going to unveil a little bit to the Bronx in due time. Right. Yankees, creating, if you're listening, hello.
1: We are creating the conversation. Nobody was talking about this. Yep. are okay. creating I, I, conversation. I, I am
5: trying my darndest. I'm really, 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 really trying. Do you really not trying. believe
1: that Alex's number should be retired? No, hold
5: on a second. Was you there, asked the question. Was you there were not the a few things he may have said that you're like, eh? No. Eh.
6: No. It's his day. He can say of what he wants. That's why I'm biting my effing tongue. I haven't said anything. It was all about a I owned, oh, And Eddie gave Johnny Damon credit.
5: What a uh, teammate. Uh, he was very, very, very you know, I get it. He wanted that's to fun. win. Same thing CeCe
6: said. He okay.
1: Come
5: here because I want to win. Obviously, the money's a big part of it, too. He wanted to win. Everybody wants to win. There was a moment in which things could have gotten very, very awkward. I chose not to out of a promise to Sean because I lost <laughs> a bet. <laughs> And it was when you asked the question, and you set me up, and it would have blown this whole thing up. Like, the day would have been ruined. I admit that. Alex would have hung up. Uh Things wouldn't have gone well. It was when you asked him what changed (laughs) between, like, 8 and 9. And I had this knee-jerk, animalistic reaction to scream steroids. And I didn't. I bit my tongue. I didn't do but it. why? Because it would have been wrong. It would have ruined this but beautiful you think, day you, you think put, that, put together. Why do
1: you think that's what changed?
5: I don't know. I just, because, I don't know, because he did it a couple times. Oh, great. So a, lot a lot of people, people in that there. era did. Uh, that doesn't mean that that didn't help him. Are it's the like, Astros
1: going
6: to be celebrated forever in right. Houston? Did they cheated. You
1: know, here's a funny thing. When I think about steroids like performance enhancers, CeCe said this and maybe because Stacey and I have actually had this conversation before, Mm -hmm. but I feel the same way. Like, if I had played against someone who was doing steroids, it wouldn't have bothered me. It wouldn't have been like, oh, you're cheating. It would have been like, I'm still better than you. Right? I I, I don't need to do steroids to be good. I'm still better than you. Mm -hmm. And so I think people take steroids for a couple of reasons. One is vanity, like we were talking about yesterday. I think, two, because they have... And I'm not. When I say steroids, I mean performance enhancer. That includes human growth hormone, which I honestly believe was the bigger part of mm-hmm. what people, what these athletes have been, were, and now have been using because it helps you recover. And for you play 162 games, recovery is the biggest. Ah!
8: recovery is the you biggest. You see, issue. you put the negative energy <laughs> in the air. <laughs> that exactly. was a balloon popping
1: here on a rad day. We've had a few of those like throughout the, the show. One now. Yes, go but ahead. I, I, it. To me, it never felt like it's it's changing you to the point where it makes you better attuned to do the little things yeah maybe the macro things the mus- muscular things but the little things it still takes an innate god-given skill and and there's a competitive nature to to athletes and so yeah, performance and answers are what they are. Jimmy Garoppolo got suspended for two games for performance. What about
5: Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah. What the hell is he taking? Did you see what Sean Morris tweeted when Jimmy Garoppolo yes. got busted for I'm, TV? I'm very disappointed, you are Jimmy. super troll. Sean tweeted, I don't respect cheaters. <laughs> super troll. <laughs> Hard to respect. Super troll. Hard to respect you. Now, at the beginning of this show, we took a bunch of calls, a lot of people supportive of Alex, a few people anti-Alex. And Sean made a point very early on. He said, you know what? I believe by the time this is all done, you will come around to appreciating Alex Rodriguez. Mm -hmm. Alex was just on our show. I thought you guys did a marvelous job talking to him. And by the way, he's on vacation. He's on vacation. He took time out of his vacation. I respect it. I respect it. He said a lot of things that I could see making Yankee fans very excited the talk about New York City, Mm -hmm. the talk about selflessness. So I'm very, very curious if this gentleman on hold in particular, who does not like Alex, does not like A-Rod Day, if that swayed him. Mm-hmm. So let's find out from Dom in the truck. Dom, Dumb. do you feel a little differently about Alex, especially having the after hearing him say some of the things he oh, said?
12: My, um, oh, my God. Evan, can I bend real quick? Yeah, of course. Can you guys let me bend real quick? Of course. All right, Evan, I love you guys, but this is the worst day on WFAN. hmm I'm listening to you guys because Dude, this is binary. I cannot listen. I cannot listen to you uh, to Michael K. This is the worst day. How are we celebrating a cheater? The only reason the Yankees won is because everybody we used Dom,
1: Everybody cheated. Everybody. He's a cheater. He's a liar. And, no, 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 no. He was caught. Right. Everybody. No, was Dom. Doing Dom, it. Dom. Do you have? Do you have a problem? I you, Dom, Don't be. Don't be naive. Don't sit here and vilify the one guy who was made an example of why. I don't know. Maybe because he's a third baseman for the New York Yankees. Maybe if it was was the center fielder for the Milwaukee Brewers, trust me, America would not give him a you-know-what, right? He was vilified. All these guys did it. Every one of them, all of them. So don't sit uh, here and think that a-, a rod is the only one. Please. I hate when people no, do that. I'm, yeah, Dom, Dom. Dom, really
12: do. I'm Dom, I'm Dom, Dom. Dom just for, one second. Evan, this is your fault. Evan.
6: No, Dom, <laughs> Dom, this is Sean Morris presents A-Rod Day. Do you have a problem um, with the number 46 being retired at Yankee Stadium? Do I have a problem when
12: number 46 we retired? No, I have a problem when number 13 getting
6: retired. Okay, so you're picking and choosing right. who got pegged right. for PEDs right. then
1: and who so you, you don't You're
5: care being about. selective, and that's not fair. All right. All right. I love how he says it's my fault. Is it my fault because I lost pickleball? Is that what he's or trying to yes, of course, of course yeah. it is. Yeah,
6: put on sneakers next time you play. <laughs>
5: <laughs> or any kind of shoe. Who knew when I was losing that pickleball game, this would turn into that? I had no idea. How are you holding up, Lugie? Have you enjoyed the day so far? No, but I'm being a professional. and being a team player. See,
1: Loogie's the good team player.
5: He just says nothing. <laughs> nothing. That's <laughs> the first time he spoke all day. And by the way, you're not him. allowed
1: to talk about it on the Lug Hour either.
11: What if I talk about it glowingly?
1: Oh, that's it, and I will be listening.
11: Absolutely. I'm actually looking forward to Cinco to 5 today because I think that's going to be my favorite topic about A-Rod <laughs> later, his dating history.
5: Well, here's the deal, all right? Coming up in the next few minutes, we are going to perform the ceremony. We're going to retire Alex's number. Now, again, I have nothing to do with this. Sean has set it up. There are festivities that will occur, and then this giant... I guess you would call it like a (laughs) tablecloth, maybe a sheet, whatever you want to call it. If you're watching on SNY, you see it. It's a black, like, tablecloth
8: Tablecloth
5: will come down. And apparently behind the black tablecloth is the big 13 retirement. So, folks, you've waited all day. We've heard from the guest of honor himself, Alex Rodriguez. We heard from CeCe Sabathia. Think about it. The two most important guys on that chase to 2009's World Series Championship. But when we come back, it's the main event of the evening. Alex Rodriguez's number will be retired here at WFAN. Swung on and hit in the air to right field and deep. It is high.
4: It is far. It is gone. It's a grand slam to Ty Lou Garrett. Alex Rodriguez at his dramatic best. Drove one into the right field seats. It's an A-bomb from A-Rod. A grand slam and the
5: Yankees take a 5-1 lead. One of the many great moments supplied by Alexander Emmanuel Rodriguez, who is kind enough to join the show on his day here at WFAN. You can hit the rewind button on the Odyssey app to hear that. CeCe Sabathia has already joined us on the show. The festivities of the first ever a Day, as presented by Sean Morash. Did you get chills there listening to that, Ev? I actually the crowd going nuts. I got to tell you, I actually did. John Sterling brings moments. Right. And it gives you like those bumps, the goosebumps. Well, he makes them forever. No doubt. No doubt. And then hearing the A bomb by a rod oh. like it's just, it's a classic call. So yes, I'd admit I got a little goosebumps. But right now it's time for Yankee fans to really get goosebumps. Because right now is the moment that I know many Yankee fans have waited for. They have wanted Alex Rodriguez's number 13 to be retired in Monument Park. And for various reasons, the Yankees have decided not to do that. They are not interested in retiring a guy who really led them to their last World Series championship. Yet. Yet. Alex has expressed a desire to us that he wants that number retired. Mm -hmm. It would mean a lot to him. And so Sean Morash's big show decision was to do this, a show around A-Rod, and retire his number. Here at the WFAN studios, we've got Yankee balloons everywhere. You can see this if you're watching on SNY. You'll see it soon later digitally all over the Internet. We have a beautiful 13 balloon behind us. And then we have this big black cover, which I assume behind it holds that dream that Alex has, which is a retired number. A dream that many of us have. Mm-hmm. Many of you guys have it. So the MC of this event, as we retire his number, is Sean Morash and Tiki Barber. I will supply play-by-play once you guys retire the number.
6: But the floor is yours, Sean, on this wonderful A-Rod day. And just a message to everybody listening at home, maybe watching at home. The moment will be yours after this banner banner is raised. We want your phone calls at 877-337-6666. Tell me what this moment means to you. And maybe just accompany it with your favorite A-Rod moment of all time. Okay, I think that's important here because this day is about you, the fans, right. as much as it is about Alex. And again, the theme, selflessness today. All right. I'll never forget where I was in February of 2004, 20 years ago, when I learned that Alex Rodriguez was coming to the New York Yankees and not the Boston Red Sox. On the couch, a portly 11th grader, Seeing the bottom line, a little breaking news. What was that on TV? The Yankees are trading for Alex Rodriguez? You see, in 2004, the world was a simpler place. There was no Twitter. There were no group chats. (laughs) It was a chance to gather your thoughts and be enthused without the constant cloud of negativity every news story seems to have today. I was pumped. I was fired up. A-Rod's coming to my Yankees, and he's moving positions out of respect for the captain, Derek Jeter. I quickly fell in love. His quirkiness, his edge, his towering home runs, the sight of him launching balls from right field to the catcher position were mesmerizing for all those that attended games in the Bronx pregame. But as quickly as I fell in love, I fell back out of love as his presence became the poster child for all that was suddenly wrong in baseball. The Red Sox breaking their curse, a collapse that was unfathomable, Boston fans celebrating a World Series, But 05 pivoted me back. Despite being frustrated in his postseason play that year and the following in 06, the team was 10 down, beat up, and in 2007, we truly saw the greatness of A-Rod in a historic MVP season that gave the Yankees or saved the Yankees from being an embarrassment 500 at the All-Star break to a playoff team. He couldn't do it all, though, even with Jeter next to him. And in the offseason of 2009, it all came together. CeCe Sabathia, Mark Teixeira, and A.J. Burnett all came here for money first. But, of course, the real appeal was winning a championship in pinstripes. And they knew that was possible for their careers because the best player in baseball was here playing for the Yankees, Alex Rodriguez. 2009 was filled with cream pies, thrills, walk-off wins, and nostalgia. But we all knew that year would be all for nothing without winning a World Series, snapping a nearly decade-long drought in the Bronx without one. The Twins, Angels, and eventually that crap city of Philadelphia would all learn their fate at the hands of Alex Rodriguez. A-Rod is a freaking legend. He gave the Yankees their franchise record 18 RBI in that October, and he tied Bernie Williams for first all-time in home runs in a singular postseason. And we'll never forget Halloween night when A Rod's homer into the Camerawell in Philadelphia told us all our curse of nine years was over. Oh, God. The parade was the last one this city has seen for the sport of baseball, and we owe it all to A Rod. It has been a long time coming now, eight years after we gave him a standing ovation on a wet August night for the final time in 2016. He was not a perfect man, sure, but we are not a perfect city. And in life, who truly are the perfect men? He was perfectly New York and perfectly a champion. I thank you Alex on behalf of all Yankee fans. We miss you. We love you and today we celebrate you. Nobody will ever wear the number 13 in the hollowed holes of WFAN from here until eternity. Happy A-Rod day. Hit it Tommy.
8: It's simply the best.
5: <laughs> oh, I'm sure Tiki have gotten up. They have gone to this drape. They both have their hands up. They are slowly pulling it down, and they've revealed it. A retired pinstripe 13. It says A-Rod Day, February 16, 2024, Evan and Tiki. But the biggest image is the retired 13. It is now hanging here at the WFAN Studios. (laughs) The Mike Francesa Studios. I'm sure Mike would be very honored by this right now. Considering him and uh, Alex had a great relationship, Sean and Tiki are now hugging because it took a lot of emotion pulling that drape down, and Sean's speech was actually uh, very emotion-filled. That was outstanding. That was very well done, that speech. Outstanding. And there were a few things that kind of annoyed me
1: about it, no. but overall it was Forget a very your nice annoyance, troll. That was outstanding. Did you just call me trouble. That was amazing. Sean is now posting for pictures with the retirement. He 13. wrote that
5: himself. That was that was fandom from his heart. <laughs> so the 13 is hanging behind us where we normally sit. And it's big, by the way. Like it's massive. I mean, it, you you can't miss it. And I guess this will hang here forever until it's ripped down by somebody, like the <laughs> Mike Francis Studio name. By uh, no comment. It's a very good-looking banner. I got to hand it to Sean on this. I know this has annoyed a lot of people, some people, but he went all out. I mean, between the balloons and now this beautiful jersey that's hanging from the WFN rafters, and that's speech. Now, you got to be honest with me. We live in an AI world. Did you AI that speech? Was that a genuine,
6: from like the bottom of your heart, speech that you wrote yourself? So, full disclosure, I don't know how to AI. I was never good at that stuff. No, that was from my heart. I, I've taken the last five days to pine through. I've had a different, couple different versions. I wanted to make sure I got everything in there, but also make sure it hit properly. Some stuff you have to take out, some stuff you have to put in, but that was from the bottom of my heart. That's how I feel as a Yankee fan, and I'm glad I could deliver it for it. How long did it take you to write said speech? Well, I mean, it's hard to say. I took portions of train rides over the past couple days to do so. Wow. So, I mean, all in all, probably a collab- collaborative total of three hours you subtracting s- you spin- in and out. That was real. That was a real speech, right? That, that, I, I, that- I mean, I'm a talker, Teek. It's what I do for a living. I, I, I know. know, but it's more like you're a writer. That was impressive. Yeah, my big issue is the spelling. You know, I probably well, could just, write a book okay, like but, Evan. But
1: nobody's nobody's reading
6: it. I know, but that's you're why I can't be a writer. Thank you. But that, I'm appreciative of that you guys. Sh- hey, by the way, Teek. One day, Canton's coming. Don't forget to put a pull up there. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Hey, As yeah, you Sean, were reading. Can you write my Canton's?
2: Yes. I mean, he may have to after that
5: <laughs> one. As you were reading the speech, I could tell there was some emotion in your
6: voice. Were you ever close to crying? Close, especially when the words, we miss you, hit. Because the truth is, we do. Like, with all due respect to Chase Headley and Gio Urshela. Oh, my God. And even DJ LeMay, you start to think about it in all these years yeah. on WFA and putting together, what's a championship team? Oh, the Yankees contenders this year. You start to realize what a gaping hole Alex Rodriguez left at third base for this team. Mm. You know, I'm Josh Donaldson. I mean, what are we doing here with nah, some of these guys? That's actually a pretty good point. <laughs> like yeah. third base has been a vacant
5: wasteland since they forced yeah. Alex Rodriguez. Some good out. players, some yeah. good
6: players, but nothing like what we had with A Rod. And it just hits you. It's he's the ideal player. I, I really believe this: that you don't know what you have till it's gone. Mm. Mm. And because you expected so much, and you know he had his foibles and everything else, you want to get on him. But you think back, damn, we didn't appreciate him when we you know, had him. I got I, good I'm point. Gonna, can
5: I give a rod a compliment? Yes, sure, please. I'm, I'm going to give you one because it just hit me as you were describing. Yeah, it. you sure, want to miss him, sure, You knocked the hate out of his heart. Thank you. Well, that is amazing. Well, one thing I miss about Alice, as you mentioned, you don't appreciate it till it's gone. Like Aaron Judge. Think about Aaron Judge. He's a great, great player. In fact, I was analyzing the 2022 Aaron Judge season versus the 2007 A-Rod season. Very comparable. Two all-time great seasons. But here's the thing about Aaron Judge. He's a giant (laughs) boar. Yes. Like, he's not involved in any kind of controversy. And we did this a little bit yesterday. But A-Rod had a controversy every other day. Whether it was, did he scream ha? Whether it was...
6: Eating popcorn out of a beautiful right. actress's hand at the Super Bowl, laying like, on a rock in Central Park shirtless. I, how was that a controversy? Let the man enjoy the park. Yeah. But you're right. You had the, that. Kiss
5: in the mirror. By the way, it's a yeah. fashion shoot. So what do you do? You do
1: of stupid course. stuff
6: in
5: fashion. How about the centaur story about you know A. Rod having a picture of himself as a half horse, half man? Yeah, somebody like,
6: sent it to him. By it's the way, how do we know Melky Cabrera didn't have a picture of him looking like a horse's <laughs> ass? It was <laughs> all because of how much attention we paid A. Rod. But all those controversies—they were fun. They were
5: good names. Maturity. Right, we get none of that now with Aaron Judge. He's a giant bore. Well, Aaron is the
1: mix of Jeet and Alex, great player, but doesn't say anything. So he's got the greatness of A Rod, right. and the boringness of Derek Jeter. Yeah, so, well, just the <laughs> stead, the steadiness, like this. The I'm not moving the needle. Right, I'm not trying to. No pun intended. I'm, right, I'm just, I'm just. Well, well no, not for Judge, right. for Aaron. He's just, I he's, make that clear. he's just. Going to say what he needs to say. Exactly what he needs to say.
5: <laughs> yeah, by the way,
8: Sean is... Hey, stay quiet, Sh-
5: Sean is <laughs> Forget
6: Lugie. Sean is looking at the banner, and he's like, a tears coming down his eyes. It's a pretty
1: awesome banner.
6: <laughs> I mean, that is the defi- that banner is the definition of who says baseball is not romantic. No. Or how could you not be romantic about baseball? I understand. I will get to some of your calls. Some Yankee fans who obviously want to
5: opine, and non-Yankee fans. Of course, this is welcome to everybody on this very, very festive day known as A-Rod Day. We'll kick it off with Vinny, who's calling from Woodbridge. Vinny, you're on the fan on A-Rod Day. What's up, Vinny?
13: Hey, guys. I just wanted to thank Sean for this day. I mean, it was a long time coming. Uh, I think it's about time the Yankees do the right thing now. And I think we need to let Sean make more decisions around that. He did <laughs> Thank a great, you. Oh, great Thank job.
1: You, oh, dude. that's just, this Now this is the downside. Of yeah, this. now all of a sudden <sighs> Sean's going to get the decision power right, because of this. He's going to get promoted. Somebody else already called and said he needs a promotion <laughs> or, or, or or a, uh, a salary raise. Uh, so now you're going to be making more decisions, Sean?
5: Well, I mean, again, we share an agent, Teague. so we'll have to talk to him about the <laughs> salary raise. <laughs> Well, I will give Vinny this, and I'll give you this, Sean. Uh, This radio station has been around for many, many years. I grew up listening to it, and this station's made change in this town. This station has made an impact in this town. Most infamously, the Mike Piazza trade. I think a lot of us still credit Mm -hmm. Mike and Chris for using the bully pulpit of WFAN to pressure the Mets into that trade. I wonder if all these years later, after that Mike Piazza trade, which occurred 26 years ago, coming up this May. Dude, I'm old. Me too, (laughs) by the way. (laughs) I wonder if Sean's A-Rod day and this ceremony and everything along with it will somehow push the Yankees to a destination that I think most of their fans want, and that is the number 13 being retired. If it does get retired anytime soon, Sean, I think I will look back at this day right. and say,
6: wow, you made that happen. And you need to be invited. I I, I hope I do. And, again, it's about, I don't need to be invited. This isn't about me. This is about Alex. and It's about the fans. It's selflessness. Mm. Theme of the day. Let's
5: go to Gus in Croton on Hudson. How are you, Gu- Gus? Oh, hello, guys.
8: What's up?
9: Uh, Sean, magnífico. Magnífico. Mm. That speech. It was perfect. It was perfect. It was quite i Croton in the Hudson. And I'm listening to that speech, Gobi Cannon, Gobi Canning, Gobi Cannon. Yes, my guy.
5: Ah, we needed a Gobi Cannon on nice. this wonderful day. <laughs> what would it be without that? Alex for president. Thank you very <laughs> much for the phone call and we appreciate the sentiment. Let's go to Sean and East Williston. How are you, Sean?
17: Hey guys. Uh, big Yankee fan here, a longtime Yankee fan. I do not like A Rod whatsoever. Um, I had no intention of listening to the show today, but I'm stuck in a car going to Vermont. <laughs> and I have to say that this is really entertaining. It was a great show. Thank you. We
5: appreciate you, Sean.
17: Oh, but hold on a second. Wait, we, we appreciate you over.
5: Yeah, we appreciate the entertainment part, but has it changed your view at all on Alex and his legacy with the New York Yankees?
17: Absolutely not. He's a phony. Always will be. <laughs>
5: That, uh, do you take that as a
1: half
6: a win, Sean?
1: He's a half a, a win because
6: he's a great player. So who cares if well, he? I was voting. I was going to say he gave, we gave him entertainment, right? But I, he didn't change his view. I also think this is the kind of show and the kind of moment that I think is one of those things like a good steak. It marinates with you, and I think he'll tuck his head in Vermont and then maybe wakes up to a little maple yep. syrup. He's gonna, yeah, he's gonna wake up and, and he's go, gonna be like, yeah, you know
1: what? Those yeah. guys were right. Yeah, he needs his number of times. Alex was amazing. Alex really was selfish.
6: He told us. Self self What did I say? Selfless. It came close to selfish. We just no, need to be I careful. Selfless. <laughs> it's almost like you wanted to say selfish. No. Selfless.
1: Right. He is selfless. Right. CC even said it. I mean the story about him being his baseball IQ, we already we always knew that. But being great in a lo- in the clubhouse. Yeah.
5: Great teammate. You know what CC said that I did not know? You know, we asked CC when he was on. He joined us about 3 o'clock. You could rewind on the Odyssey app or check just, out our podcast on YouTube. Don't, and those that don't know CC, mm-hmm. he will keep it real
1: about anything. Yeah, no, he, If he don't like you, He he's not
5: going to mince words. Well, he said something I didn't know. I asked him, hey, were you recruited? Because, you know, we even heard Marcus Stroman say a mm-hmm. couple of days ago, it was so cool that I was recruited by Aaron Judge and Garrett Cole and guys were reaching out to right. me, and that was awesome. So I was curious, hey, CC, you're a free agent. You're the hottest free agent of them all, 08 and 09, were you recruited? And he said no, but then said, but wait, the previous year, yeah. A-Rod was the guy who in spring training said, hey, we could use you over here. So Alex was actually the very first recruiter of CC Sabathia. And who knows, maybe that conversation down in Florida in 2008 put that seed in his head.
1: May you never know. You never know,
5: and those two guys are the reasons they won the World Series in two thousand nine. Right, the pitching of CC Sabathia and obviously the dominant stick of Alex Rodriguez. Dan is in Garwood, New Jersey. Good afternoon, Dan.
12: Well, what what this is the second, or not the greatest day in WFAN history. The second greatest day but since Mike Francesa announced he was coming back to the fan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Love it. I wasn't. I wasn't sold on you, but you're a hero now. You did what needed to be done. You got it done, you and Tiki. This is, this is well overdue. And you know what? Screw all those that don't like it. And Major League Baseball for, for being hypocrites. Major League Baseball turned the, the other cheek Spot after the strike. Line. When they needed need steroids, when they juiced the ball, and every other thing they could do to bring baseball back. And A-Rod had to wear the veil of guilt for everybody. And today... He's an he's, 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 he's It's all over. It's all in the past, and it couldn't have happened at a better time with the season on the, coming up. Right. And uh, I'm, I'm just happy for a because he deserves it. Thank you, Dave. And it's just it's ridiculous. It's, re- it's ridiculous already. I mean, we don't even know all the names of the admission reports to this day still. Who knows how many. Much-
8: no. <laughs> and oh, nobody
12: go. wants to bring up the fact that nobody else wants to bring up the fact that what about Houston, who just cheated in a most horrible way, right. but blatantly cheated? And nobody was penalized for anything. I mean, the franchise was penalized very, very lightly, but none of the players that partook in the scandal were penalized in any way. Shape, yeah. No, no you're right, Dan. So, there was
1: there was absolutely and, zero and, consequence for the Houston Astros.
5: Mm, well, zero. you know what the Astros teach me? And, and I've seen this a little bit throughout the steroid era. And that is, outside of where you are, outside of your prism, yeah, people are going to criticize you. Like, here in New York, we criticize the Houston Astros. All-around Major League Baseball fans criticize the Houston Astros. That title was cheap, blah, blah, blah. But if you go to Houston, what do you think they say about the 2017 Houston Astros? Everybody did it. (laughs) They say that, but they they honor their team. They love their team. Of course they do. Their team won a World Series. I'll give you another example, not a perfect example. Barry Bonds, we mentioned him earlier. If you go to San Francisco, Barry Bonds is loved. Mm-hmm. Barry Bonds is beloved in San Francisco. He goes back, he gets a standing ovation. He is honored in the Bay Area. And, oh, by the way, he didn't even win a World Series for that franchise. They didn't win a World Series till a decade later, and then they won three with the Buster Posey era that they lived in. But my point is, even though he's a cheater to everybody else, yeah. they accept him. A-Rod in the Yankees is like kind of this weird thing. He won a World Series for you. He was your key player, and yet it doesn't matter what Chicago thinks of him or what Boston thinks of him or what L.A. thinks of him. Why don't Yankee fans think of him as our guy? Screw everyone else for criticizing him. That's our guy the way the Astros and the city of Houston feel about them. Even if he was admittedly, as he just said, flawed because
1: who's not? Right? He understands it. You should understand it. Get over it. He won you a championship, and he was phenomenal in doing so.
5: Let's go to Andrew in Salt Lake City. How are you, Andrew?
9: Uh, I'm, I'm so conflicted. Also a little confused because I started on the Odyssey app and now picked up with you guys live, so I missed about an hour.
8: Oh, oh man. What happened? You got to rewind then. Yeah, if you missed, rewind. Yeah, you can rewind. Well, it.
9: no, I've been waiting my turn in line. I'm stoked to be on the phone. Oh, I got I you. can't believe. I can't believe that, guys, The only thing funnier than you're retiring the number so that you have to stare at it for the weeks beyond just today. The entire rest of your time in that
13: studio, it's there. The only funnier way that they could have honored A-Rod was by giving 13 to Joey Gallo. Uh,
1: Which they did. Which they absolutely did. Which they
13: did. By the way, I
1: happen to like I like Alex. I mean, I know Alex personally, so I like him. We don't hang out all the
5: time. Yeah, so, them. Sti- but I like him. Tiki and Sean staring at thirteen is exactly. not going to be a problem. It's the not problem, a bad thing the, to me. The problem is me and Lugie staring at thirteen. That's the biggest I problem. Mean, we've
1: been staring at Pete Alonso's twenty for, I mean, two years. Excuse
5: now. me, what the hell's wrong with that?
1: He's not going to be a Met next right. year. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa <laughs> and he's whoa, not, whoa. and he's not in the caliber of Arod. How hey, much do hey. we have
11: to take today, honestly? <laughs> yeah, where, where the hell did it that come matter. from? Doesn't
1: matter. I can say whatever I want. You cannot be anti Arod. That's right. Thank you. A- a- yeah, but why day. do you have to be we anti? Let, we let you have an anti Arod day, and now it's anti anti Arod day, and we knew about it. Yeah, but what does that have to do with taking shots at Pete Alonso and the Met fans? Your boy said it.
5: Who's my boy?
1: Joe Beningo.
5: That he's good? Well, Joe's
1: wrong, or at least I hope he's wrong. Is he going into free agency? Probably. Yes. Yeah. If he's in free agency, do you think Scott Boras is going to take a below-market deal? No, I never said that. So then
5: he's not going to be a Met. Oh. The man from Milwaukee. <laughs> well, first of all, let's use Alex as an example because today's A-Rod Day. Yes. Do you remember, and we played this clip yesterday, in the 2007 World Series, mm-hmm. in the midst of the World Series, and this is before A-Rod was your freaking hero, guys, mm-hmm. in the midst of the 2007 World Series. He opted out. He opted out. Yes. And it was set on the broadcast. You have that clip? Can you find that one? Or is that too difficult to find? Don't, find it, don't, do it, mean, don't, don't find it, I mean, don't find
6: it. Don't worry about it. What, you don't want to hear it again? Yeah, he's no. got all this stuff. We're good. No, he's, <laughs> we, got, we own good stuff. he got By got way, stuff. He doesn't Already, too much time on Pete Alonso. Tiki's point remains. We've been staring at that. It's nonsense, right? Well, oh, my yeah. only point was when
5: A-Rod opted out, the story at the time was the Yankees basically said we're done. We're not going to re-sign oh. Alex now. Right. Well, you better thank that Brian Cashman's a hypocrite and actually went back on his word and did it because if he didn't re-sign him and he went somewhere else for the 2008 season. And what was your point? That was Scott Boris? No, my point is, yeah, well, yes, it was Scott yeah, Boris. You yeah, know that, that was lati- my point. And you know what relationship he has with Scott
1: Boris now? Who? Alex. Oh, yeah. Zero. Yeah, but did A-Rod re-sign? Of course he did. So did why you do just- you think he did? Because he, the, said, Scott, he said, Scott, get the hell out of my way. I'm going to be a Yankee. I'm going to win a damn championship. You go scratch your 2%, whatever the heck it is. You
5: think that's what happened? I, absolutely. Or was yeah, it, it the Yankees saying, you know what? We can't live without Alex Rodriguez. Let's so just give him whatever the hell he wants. No. no. Yes. No. I don't know. Yes. I'm just telling you my interpretation. Well, I'm what giving I you my happened. interpretation. My interpretation is don't tell me Pete Alonso is not going to be a Met. Alex Rodriguez is proof that he can just be back. Just re-sign him at the end of the mm. year. Imagine that different alternate universe. If A-Rod would have left after 07, then there'd be no A-Rod Day. You'd hate the guy. He would have spent four years here. And not one,
1: and go someplace else. I
11: can't wait till Sean Morash honors Pete Alonso hitting his 500th home run with the Yankees. We'll be on the air in 15 years from now when that happens. Don't, oh, you know that's happened. Don't we'll talk. talk like won't that. be the last Met
6: great to win a World Series with the Yankees. Uh, uh, I say this is, why hey. is this
5: turning against the Mets now? This because it's nothing. A-Rod Day. You should have
6: just let it go. Yeah, you should just let, let it go. What
5: go? I didn't do anything. All I
1: was doing was commenting on Pete Alonso's jersey hanging. You're the one who then took it to another level by saying he's going to be. Gone. I just
5: gave an opinion that is now circulating around Mets Metsdom. Well, this. Uh, Opinion should not have been uttered today on that February 16th, 2024, the day of (laughs) A-Rod. The A-Rod
4: Day. Runners lead. The pitch swung on it high in the air. Deep down the Left Field line. It is gonna be gone. He's done it! A long high drive down the left field line. Just fair for a three-run home run. Alex Rodriguez has made Major League Baseball history the youngest player ever to hit 500 home runs an A-bomb from A-Rod his 500th home run his 36th home run of the year a three-run home run in the first inning on Saturday August 4th 2007 against Kansas City
6: and the Yankees take a 3-0 lead Wow! Oh, I miss good Yankee baseball. Wow. How about the roar of that crowd? Yeah. After that, A-Rod home run is 500th of his major league career. How many of those 48,000 don't think today should happen? You all cheered and roared. You think today should happen. Yeah. I think most of them do.
5: Yeah. I'll give you that. Most of them do. It is a little after 5 o'clock on this festive A-Rod day. Cinco de 50 five
6: oh with Evan five, and
9: Tiki on The Fan.
6: Cinco Day Five O is brought to you by Helix Wireless, connecting everything everywhere, and by Wendy's. Try the new pretzel baconator today. Something A-Rod tried a lot of women in his whip out the jumbo package. <laughs> I'm gonna give you the five best A-rod girlfriends oh. in his Yankee this is and Post
5: Yankee Going to be a fascinating list because I prepared for A-Rod Day. By writing down all of the celebrity women that A Rod has either been linked to, confirmed or
6: unconfirmed, just
5: celebrities, celebrities, okay. and that list is far more than five. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how you narrow this down.
1: Yeah, I
6: had a big cookie clear out on my phone, it so if my like, wife. <laughs> it yeah. Sounds like
1: personal preference. Exactly. <laughs> here he we're, we're going
6: to get a sense of
1: Sean's type real
6: quick. Well, here we go. Here we go. Number five, Tori Wilson. Oh. <laughs> The WWE diva. Here's why. First of all, she's hot. All right. Second of all, the, she was she had to deal with controversy. She was A-Rod moving to third base. She was the one that he felt most comfortable bringing around his wife and kids. They were photographed publicly together a lot. And the photographs looked a little awkward. Tori Wilson was yeah. the
5: one he was with for a
6: pretty good amount of time.
5: Yeah. Like, according to my research, they were linked together for four years between 2011 years. and 2014. And by the way... That's the period of time where he was dealing with the man from Milwaukee, uh, mm-hmm. with the suspension. So she went through a lot, and they were together for a while, and I heard they broke up. Why? I know the reason, you according to my why? research. No, tell me why. Quote, he had commitment issues. Oh. Whip mean, out the jumbo package.
1: Coming out of his, was that one right after his marriage?
5: He got divorced in 2008. So, so we're talking I, years later. There were many yeah. girlfriends so was, before it Tori. Was, Wilson. It
1: wasn't commitment issues. It sounded like it was mental health issues because of the
6: the steroid stuff. I don't know. I'm just telling you what the tabloids right. told me. I
5: mean, that's just like
8: I, they,
6: got, I, I got too much stuff going on. You want me to marry you? Come but he, I mean, there was some level of commitment because again, she was the first one that really was seen around his kids and ex-wife. So there had to be something. Right. Bottom line is this: poor one out for Tori. That just meant he didn't want to marry her. Yeah, that's it. By the way. He was married to winning for the Yankees. And I think, again, selflessness, theme mm. of the day. Here we go. Number four. It's Madonna. Madonna now, number four. Mm. Now, here's the deal. This one's dicey, fellas, because they both refused to confirm the fling. Correct. Right. So there was a lot of rumors, innuendo, and stuff. I'm included on this list because I don't care if Madonna is 74 years old. You put Madonna on your, you know, you go to Applebee's with her once and bring it back home. It's Madonna. She makes the list. It's Whip true. out the jumbo pack. I have
5: confirmed. No, I've confirmed. My research has confirmed that they were together, and here's the proof. So, of what that. is the evidence? That's what I need. I'm going to gonna know. present to you the evidence. Jennifer Lopez, who I'm sure is on this list, dressed up as Madonna.
8: <laughs> ah!
2: That wow. was balloon popping.
11: <laughs> ah, perfect timing for this segment, by the
2: segment. <laughs> Was that right in front of you? Because you squealed like no, a bitch it's right in front of behind you. <laughs> I haven't been in here
6: for that to happen. I've been on the it's other side. That here. is much louder than was in the other side. Dude,
5: you squealed.
6: <laughs> I'm a baby, okay? Oh, my God. All right, anyhow, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So J-Lo
5: dressed up as Madonna a few years ago. Yes. And somebody asked her, is that awkward? Because of Alex. The fact that J-Lo's dressing up J- as an A-Rod. It? No, no, this is what confirmed it. J-Lo's response was, that was a long time ago. Hit and bust. Oh. So that was J Lo confirming. <laughs> no. Yeah, they were together, but it was a long time ago. That was 2008 where that's they were reported the link. That's, that's
1: a loose confirmation. That's but, a confirmation, yeah.
5: Deke. Okay. Think about it. And how awkward is that? Imagine dressing up as an ex. <laughs> yeah. I know that doesn't make sense in our world because we're not dating celebrities, no, I, I but think, think about I think
1: maybe J Lo is just quick on her feet. And she did. Because why would you dress
6: up as your then boyfriend's ex? Because I, I don't mean, think she thought of it that way. Yo, Tiki Halloween. You're Craig. I'm Joe. Let's do that. All right. right. Number three. It's Cameron Diaz. Yeah. Look, as Evan alluded to yesterday, she fed him popcorn at the Super Bowl. Solid. That's a loyal girl. You want to go inside of me? Go ahead.
8: Oh,
5: jeez. Yeah, they were together for two years 2010, 2011. And they had a very open relationship because we saw it
6: publicly, yeah, so it wasn't right. one of those speculated well, things. Like we saw their flirting, as you called it. yesterday. And that's a good
1: catch. That's a great catch.
6: Yeah, we and we don't know if they had an open relationship. Well, I mean, it was open to the public. Not uh, it was ugh. an open <laughs> relationship. You know what I meant. I'm just you know, there's public. swingers at it
8: Disney now. Public. Yeah, a public relationship.
6: A public relationship. A public relationship. Yes. Yes. All right. Here Number it two. It's Kate Hudson who, frankly, also may deserve a batter today. Well, hold on, hold oh. on, hold on. I have to fight this. Kate Hudson should be number one.
5: Like, it's not a debate, and here's why. I understand hey, let that. me finish the list, and
6: then we can debate it. F- fair enough. I- I'll stop talking. Go
1: okay. smash into that hole right there. You'll
6: understand, because I think I'm, I make the claim here. Okay. Okay? Okay. Kate Hudson was the girlfriend through the entire May through the World Series at the beginning of November of 2009. Wow, so when A Rod slayed the demons that were his playoff struggles, he was going home every night to Kate Hudson. So whatever she had going on, I wish existed in 05 or 06, she might have helped win the Yankees a World Series. Yeah. Okay. And you're going to tell me, yeah, that's why she should be number yes. one. Yes. But she's not because this is number one. Number one. J-Lo. What? Build that ass first. Because (laughs) J-Lo humanized Alex Rodriguez. What? I really thought this would be the one. Heck, they came close to buying the Mets. When A-Rod showed up at the VMAs like a regular boyfriend, Mm. husband, and had to sit there holding her purse with his phone out, filming her rocking on stage and looking like a cornball hit me. Mm. A-Rod, I don't care how many home runs he hit. I don't care how many millions he made. When it comes to your wife telling you what to do, yeah. you just sit back and do it, even if you look like a moron. So you're saying J-Lo's one because he was trying to wife her. Build yeah, that ass first. And it didn't work out? Mm. And first of all, she's also J-Lo. She's, if we're going to judge on beauty, you think the most that, beautiful of you all you of them.
1: Do you think that Travis Kelsey is reaching out to Alex for advice? He should. Because <laughs> he's, he's, by the
6: way, he's two football seasons away from holding a purse and a phone at the Grammys.
1: <laughs> A-Rod. Maybe, maybe just
6: A-Season. Yeah, A-Rod related to me that night.
5: Look, I... There's
6: a lot of ways you can play this game.
5: I know that there's a lot of people in their car right now saying, hey, I'm just picking who I find most attractive. Oh, mm-hmm. fine. You could do it however Which you again, want. Which, again, would be Jalen. Build that ass first. By the way, I'm not even disagreeing <laughs> with you about that. My point is, A-Rod's postseason success was directly linked.
6: <laughs> the tush
1: push.
6: His postseason success <laughs> was directly linked. With Kate Hudson. However, he didn't have J-Lo until his Yankee career was over. Exactly.
2: If
8: he he was was
6: dating J-Lo, the Yankees might have 36 World Series
1: by now. And he he almost bought the Mets. Well, well, why is that a positive, by
2: the way?
5: Like, why is a First of all, I knew A-Rod and J-Lo buying the Mets would be a disaster because I knew they wouldn't last. Okay, but it's not a disaster. I I deal with a divorce. Hold on. It's not a
1: disaster because it set the
5: stage for Steve Cohen to buy the Mets. I'm not giving them credit for Steve Cohen buying
1: the Mets. The Will Ponds were not selling. Mike Francesa told me. Uh, Will Pines uh, said to me, personally, uh, uh, that my grandkids are going to own the Mets. Until they did it.
5: Yeah, no, no, but that has nothing to do with it. Like, Steve would have
6: bought the Mets anyway. He didn't need the competition no, of J-Lo and A-Rod. It created a little bit of a bidding war, and I think it, it really made Steve say, if I'm going to spend this much money on I'm going all out. Well, here's and that's ne- how you get it, The lady. negative
5: towards the JLo A Rod relationship <laughs> is that it was all after he was done playing baseball. It was
6: all celebrity A Rod. He if became you're... a human, Evan. He wasn't just some kind of puppet. Well, He, for, he was for her, like but... a human. Okay, He's but... dating JLo. But... That doesn't make you human. It makes you a megastar like every other megastar she's hooked up with. He was, I'm coming for that ass. The second fiddle on a red carpet having to film her perform on stage. Like we would with our wives playing skee ball. Yes, you agree with them on this?
1: J is, she's one.
6: Yeah, but you're
5: putting her one because you have this obsession with asses. <laughs> what are you that's, talking
6: that's about? That's why. I mean, by the way, you know, I know it's what? found upon. Yeah, she's got the best ass of the. Build final. that ass
5: first. What was this, the Cinco de Asso? Like, oh, what I, was it? John Cinco right. de Five O, presented by Sean Morash. So definitely J though. There definitely is. J-Lo and i didn't know this till i did my research cuz i wanted to prepare myself for a rod day how many how many did you get oh i got a lot i got a lot of people i mean you want me to go through them real quick i mean just this number uh 2468 like 14 14 a few of them are lesser known celebrities but okay, like so let's hear them. Catherine Padgett, who he just recently dated was a fitness influencer mm-hmm. so that's somebody that's famous I mean, that counts as someone Um, that's famous. Yeah, it's nouveau famous. The current girlfriend that he has, Jacqueline Cordero, is the founder of JackFit. So that's sort of famous. Mm -hmm. This Melissa Britos, who he dated right after his divorce, was like a model. Now, maybe it was an Instagram model, but nevertheless, it was a model. No, I mean, the divorce was... 2008. Yeah, so... Yeah, they dated right after the divorce. Was
1: Instagram a
5: thing, then? Uh, all right. So
1: she was just a regular model. (laughs) She must have been just a regular model. Whatever.
5: Elaine Spotswood, another model, like very you know attractive model. But then you got Bethany Frankel. Bethany, I didn't even
11: what. Now I have to admit. remember that? Who the hell is Bethany Frankel? I have no idea. Housewives of New York. That's what she is. Okay. Yes. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say she's blonde. No, she is not. She's brunette. Yeah. Yeah. Mix it up. Nice. Yeah. What about Melanie Collins, another blonde? Blonde. Who's Melanie Collins? Excuse me? CBS sideline reporter.
5: Did he date her cuz my research did not show me.
11: I've that. seen yes. photos of them on a yacht. I think that's what rich people do on dates. We go yes. mini golfing, <laughs> <laughs> they go on a yacht.
5: Is that true so he was yeah. with Melanie Collins? Yes. Yeah. All right. Even if they were just friends. They were just right. out the jumbo. Pack. They were just friends. Sure. Uh also on my list is Ann Wojcicki, the tech CEO. I think she was like a billionaire. So A-Rod decided, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to hook up with some billionaires for a while. I don't know that one. Yeah, look it up. Ann Wojcicki. But here's the big one. Because when I was a kid, I mean, this woman is, she's a legend. Now, she's a little bit older, but she's a legend. A-Rod dated Bette Midler? (laughs) Not quite. A-Rod apparently dated Demi Moore. Demi Moore, yeah. Yeah, her name is Demine Moore, Demi Moore. They go by the same name. You yes. don't have to
6: correct me. That's her name. Demi Moore. The else knows her as Demi Moore?
5: Her doing? name is Demi Moore. No, so it's Demi
6: Moore. Oh, are we really going
5: to have fine. a Demean versus no, Demi fight no, right just now? just correcting you. Whatever. It's not yeah. correct. Her name is Demean or Demi Moore. Mm-hmm. Did you know that A-Rod hooked up with Demi Moore, Tiki? I did not know that. And now, But as... I'm looking at Ann Wojcicki now. Oh, what do you think of Ann Wojcicki? She is the ex-wife of Sergey Brin. Is that supposed to mean something? Yeah, he founded Google. <laughs> ah, so he was hooking up with the ex-wife of the billionaire yes. who founded Google. Yes. I got you. The Demi Moore thing, though, fascinated me because they apparently were spotted out together in 2012. So this is going on during his Yankee career. I don't even remember this. And no one's ever confirmed that they were a couple, but
11: that they were hanging out. Hmm. That, that's got to be in the sink.: uh, What year was that with Demi Moore? 2012. Okay, so that was post-striptease. Here's the problem. (laughs) No, it was
5: when Demi was like
11: in her 40s, like late 40s. That's what I'm saying. It's demean. It's demean more. No, you're correct. Yeah, it's it's demean demean more.
5: Sorry. (laughs) demean more. I always think of, uh, what's that movie I saw?
11: Full Disclosure? (laughs) No, no, Indecent Indecent Proposal. Oh, with Michael Douglas, right? No, no. (laughs) Okay. So we're we're all over the place here. Which one are you talking about? Give me the plot. Because she's in both movies we just described. Where she sexually harassed an underling. Michael Douglas, yeah. I think it's called Disclosure. No, yeah, well, that's what I just Indecent said. Proposal is the one where she's married to the guy, the bartender on Cheers, Woody, and Woody then Harrelson. Woody Harrelson, and it's Robert Redford, and but, he gives up his wife. But
5: I was telling the story of that movie, and you corrected me with a different movie.
11: Yeah, because I know it that sounded because,
5: like you were talking.
1: Like the one that you, people think about is Indecent Proposal. If someone said, will, will you let me sleep with your wife, I'll give you a million dollars? Yeah. That's the that's the movie. Oh, I'm not I'm not to, to, to so say that, no. But that's what people think about when they think of Demi Moore. Yeah, well,
5: I don't. I'll tell you that right now. Hey. I think of that Michael Douglas movie. <laughs> you, you think of Disclosure. I think of Disclosure, which is a legal legal movie. Uh, what do you mean a legal movie? The procedure. It's a procedural, right? Well, it's yeah. About- I mean, she basically pressured him into right. things. Yes, <laughs> and then it becomes like a legal battle. Yeah, it became a legal battle. Yeah. Whip out the jumbo package. Yeah, but Demi Moore, I think at the time. See, here's what's confusing about these dates. Apparently, he was already in the middle of the Tory Wilson relationship when A Rod was spotted with Demi Moore. Hmm. Demi Moore. Demi Moore. Now I'm mixing it up. So, was that a part of the commitment issues Tory Mm. Wilson's talking
8: about? Or, you see what I'm saying? Maybe
5: maybe he was going to do a movie. Or maybe. That's why they were seen together. Or maybe nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) All I know is that is a major link. When you think about all those celebrities he was with, to me more she was older than him, but who cares so was Madonna like that doesn't freaking matter and here's the other thing think about the celebrities he was probably with that we don't even know about today because it never came out like I think you know we talked the other day about Kim Kardashian yeah she doesn't she wouldn't go out with a baseball player I'd say there's a 50 percent shot they hooked up. 50% shot. I'm not going to say it's 90%. I'm not going to say it's overwhelming, but I would say there's a decent shot that at some point in A-Rod and Kim had hooked up. Now, you mm. would question, well, why didn't it come out? Kim would want the attention. Who knows? Maybe it was just, you
6: know,
8: eh, let's mm. keep
6: this one quiet.
8: <laughs> Imagine
6: Anne, how good the girls looked that he weren't celebrities.
1: Wuchitsny Wuchitski. You're very obsessed with this one. She founded 23 Me. Is that true? Yeah. Is that like a dating app? No. <laughs> no.
11: What of sick maniac are you?
5: Isn't twenty-three of me a dating?
11: Am I wrong? No, no. it's no.
1: it's a, there's twenty-three
5: uh, chromosomes. And what? So it's, it's a DNA thing. It's oh, like it's, a, really? Yes. Maybe it is a dating site. <laughs> no, it's not.
8: It's, uh, so, what
5: is it to find out like your heritage or something?
1: It's a gen, uh, genomics and biotech company. Wow. Yeah. So you find out
5: where you're from. I'll tell you, Hey Rod, went very diverse in terms of like jobs. Very. In terms of Very. even the way a lot of the girls look, yes, like a rod, he, he doesn't have a type, that's for sure. No, now, would you say that Derek Cheater had a more impressive run before he settled down and got married? That was with Jeets, is we have no idea. A lot of it was secret, but a lot of we it wasn't. No. We know about Jessica Alba, right? Yeah, we
1: know, right, we, we know right, like, three of four of them. That's it. We don't know the names of all the
5: other ones. There's a lot of rumors about the other ones. Of you course. can make like a baseball lineup card. With girls that Derek Jeter was sucking up with long before he eventually settled down and got married. Hmm. So you're asking who had the better run? I'm just asking. Yeah, I don't want to start a fight between A. Rod fans
1: and Jeter
11: fans. <laughs> was there
6: Jessica Biel, Adriana yeah. Lima, Minka Kelly? Yeah, it's an impressive list. All Take I know a break is here. This. when either hit the bedroom, Alex was more likely to slide over to one side of the bed than Jeter was. Oh god, what the <laughs> hell is this? Are you going back to this third base
5: thing?
8: I'm just saying-
5: <laughs> Yeah, Jeter had a very, very impressive run. But he didn't have J-Lo. But the big di- – no, he didn't have – here's the difference. And this is why forget about every guy or gal listening saying, oh, I'm picking who I'm most attracted to. That's fine. That's a stupid game you could play by yourself. I'm talking about <laughs> – Did not mean it that way. <laughs> I did not mean it that way. out the jumbo package. (laughs) What I am saying is that Alex Rodriguez's career with the New York Yankees was defined by a lot of postseason struggles. Mm -hmm. And it was defined by controversy. And it was defined by fan frustration. His relationship with Kate Hudson was directly around his greatest success. Like, The thing we'd all agree today, whether you love A-Rod or you don't love A-Rod, is this day doesn't happen without 2009. Mm -hmm. This day is because of 2009. The Yankees won a World Series. It's their last championship. It's the one title they've won in 23 years, right? Kate Hudson deserves some credit. Uh, She deserves an immense amount of credit. Was was she at the parade? Yes! Yeah, believe it or not, she was. So for any other woman we're talking about, it's just us being pigs and saying, oh, she's hot. Oh, that's cool. In the context
1: of what we're celebrating Alex Rodriguez yes! for today, then Kate Hudson should be number it's one.
5: It's not even close. In that's fact,
1: not why Sean, that's not why Sean made the
5: list. What was
6: your list? What, were you just ranking it based on what? Like, what was it based on? It was a combination of who I find most attractive, mm. number one. Okay. And number two, what I thought they did for A-Rod. No, it's Well really, then it's, it's... Kate Hudson. No, 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 no. Again, what J-Lo did for A Rod post playing career humanizing him, I think I value is more. He's important. looking at A-Rod the man. You're exactly. looking at A-Rod the Yankee.
5: what, what is different... this number hanging up for? It... Is it because of his manness or is it because <laughs> of his baseballness? Um I didn't
6: hang uh, the Cinco de Five
5: O up. I think it might be it's definitely a
1: combination. But I re- can remember when people stopped like hating Alex Rodriguez. Yeah, when they won the World Series no, in 2009. No, 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 no. I'm talking about post career. Oh, after the Series, okay. Post career. When it felt like, you know, Alex is smart as hell. Right, he really loves baseball. Alex is is saying all the right things. It happened after his career. Okay. It didn't happen while he was playing. Okay. And so I think you have to Acknowledged that Jennifer Lopez humanized him in a lot of
5: ways that we didn't think about. Here's the question you got to ask yourself. We are sitting here today surrounded by Yankee balloons. We are sitting here today with a retired 13 hanging behind us. Mm -hmm. Okay? We are sitting here today honoring Alex Rodriguez. If Jennifer Lopez and A-Rod never hook up, they never have that little relationship that they had. They were actually engaged before they called it off. And we all know what's happened now. J-Lo's with uh, Ben Ben (laughs) (laughs) Affleck. Build that ass first. They're married. If they never hooked up, mm-hmm. are we having A Rod Day today? Well, the answer is yes. The answer is yes. You could just say Yeah, that. of course. Okay, so then but she ain't number one. Period, stop. We are not having this day without Kate Hudson. Mm.
9: I win! A- A-Rod. I finally win. But we don't know. A
5: Rod.
1: I'm just talking about his, his girlfriend. Yes. No, I'm not talking about his playing days. A Rod got matched by an equal and J Lo. She was probably and arguably bigger than him.
5: Definitely oh, I, bigger. than no, him. I yep. think she, I think she is bigger, but so was Madonna. I think Madonna was bigger than yeah, Alex. But they, Rodriguez. But they weren't. They weren't
1: like a public
5: yeah. couple. It was it off the record relationship? Wasn't peak Madonna. I either. mean, Alex and and and
1: JLo's kids were like hanging out with each other. Right, and they were going on family vacations together. All right, it was. It, it it was like Alex and J-Lo.
5: I disagree with all of you guys, but let's get back to your calls. 877-337-6666. Ray is in South Florida. What's up, Ray?
17: What's happening, guys? Yo, Hey, so well done, Sean, today. A uh, long time coming. Really appreciate what you did there. Thank you, Ray. A um, people. Yeah. That no, was great. Now, again, a couple of tough questions could have been asked, and and you should have done the whole girl thing with, with uh, <laughs> Jeter. <laughs>
5: I agree. I think yeah. those guys let us down
1: by not bringing no, up. No, no, <laughs> yeah, so he would not no. have
17: talked about
1: it, and it would be unbecoming of us. You know what the problem to is? I, pride into
5: his private. In life. all seriousness, out of respect to him, here's why it's it's very tough. He has a relationship right now. It's like if someone asked me very about good. my ex girlfriend's, and they're certainly not famous. Mm-hmm. Out of respect to my wife, I wouldn't want to talk about. Right. it. You know what I mean? So I, I get that. So
17: two two things, guys, and then and then I have a proposal for you, Evan. So don't don't hang up on me again. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, one is. A-Rod, the, when I thought of A-Rod, when I first heard about him being traded, my immediate thought was to third base, thinking that he's got a bigger body type than Jeter, kind of like Cal Ripken, moving over to third base. I thought that made more sense than him. You know, he was Yes, was he a better shortstop product? I just think he had a, a body type that was easier to move over, and it made sense, right? So In a that, big, and a big so arm. In a big arm. Absolutely a bigger arm than Jeter, for sure. The other thing, and then I want to make a proposal to you, Evan, is... Why a, a tough question that could have been asked, and, and probably not the forum today, but I've always wanted to call and ask you, especially, Evan, about this, is the list of 103 baseball players that supposedly are on steroids. and never hear anybody talk about it. Why was David Ortiz left off that, you know, he got a free pass into the Hall of Fame. I believe he was on that list. And I always wonder, and maybe, Evan, you can comment that on after. But here's my proposal to you, Evan. Yeah, I still think it was tainted to a point. I don't care what Sean says. The, the victory, and you got to get rid of the beard. So I'm, I'm proposing to you that get, I think you, I don't, you know. Ray's talking about
1: the pickleball game,
17: by the way. The Absolutely. pickleball game was
1: tainted. That's yes. why, and Sean Absolutely. won, which is why we're having A Rod
17: Day. Yes. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, so I, know. I, I told you there should have been a, uh, a rematch, and I'm <laughs> offering my services to you, Evan, because I think if you give me one hour. I'll pay my dime. I'll fly up to New York from South Florida. Give me one hour, and I believe you beat you beat Sean easily. Here's my thing: yeah. I want I want to make a big show decision. If, if you win, <laughs> oh, you get to make the big show decision if, <laughs> win? if you if you beat him, you get to shave. I get to make a big. Show. I I
5: think that is a great idea. I think it is very noble of you to be willing to come up and train me. Here's the problem: I can get a rematch with Sean. I can't have it for the beard. Like, I lost that
6: opportunity. Well, no, Ev, forget that for a second. Go ahead. Let's just say this... There was another game at Three stopped Film because me and Evan were loose. I beat Evan a second time. You mm. beat me by one point, though. It was 11-10. It's I not was, like uh, you but, schooled, man. But isn't that fair that the audience knows I yeah. beat you a second you time? You beat was the me a second as...
1: non-recorded match. Yes.
5: There was a second it match. Went but... down
1: similarly, but not exactly the same, and Sean still won.
5: But that's irrelevant. Like Here's the point. I'm being noble about this. I lost my opportunity that way to get rid of my beard. Now, is there going to be another opportunity down the road for me to get rid of my beard? I'm sure there will be. I'm sure there'll be an offer you guys make and say, hey, if you do this, 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 you can get rid of the beard. And we can talk then. But the one thing I couldn't even accept is the idea of, well, if I play him again and I beat him, (laughs) then the beard's gone. I lost my shot. Like, I don't get a second shot at that particular activity. I agree. So I have already said to Ray, thank you for the lessons. I would take the lessons. I'd play Sean for something else. I got no problem with that. But I cannot in good conscience play him in pickleball for my beard again. I already lost my opportunity. Right Now, with that said, no retakes. this beard is growing every single day, and it's getting disturbing, and it's scaring me when I look in the mirror. It's still fantastic. Thanks. It's scaring my children, so I hope to God. Oh, don't play that card. It's <laughs> scaring your kids. You're damn right I'm going to play that card. I hope to God that at some point soon, maybe in the next few weeks, maybe in the next month, I don't know, that you guys will be able to come up with something that's Mm -hmm. fair to the audience and fair to you guys where I can get rid of the beard but do something that pleases everybody to make that happen. And that is on you guys to think about I don't want to hear anything now. I'm not asking for this now. It's a bad day. We're not. But in the future, maybe there's a way I can get rid of this squirrel living on my face. Johan Santana throw a no-hitter? That's non-negotiable. He did throw a no-hitter. Thank you. Okay. Let's go to Tim in Smithtown. How are you, Tim? What up, Tim?
12: Hey, Evan Kiki, long-time listener, big fan. How Thank are you,
5: man? You? Appreciate you. Appreciate it. What's up,
12: Evan? You're sitting here on A Rod Day, a yeah. glorious day, top ten Yankee. And you're sitting here on live TV, looking <laughs> like Ben Stiller from <laughs> Something About Mary.
5: <sighs> oh, is, yeah. that a, is that a compliment or? A, yeah, I
12: don't know. What
4: <laughs>
5: <there's laughs> say with that? <laughs> is that is that hair gel or? Where are you looking? Like in the, with the flip of my hair, you see a little bit of hair gel.
8: <laughs>
9: Bro, like the beard is beautiful. The hair is disgusting. I know,
5: <laughs> I know. They, they well, he slicked they... it yesterday. Well, yeah. I, I here's the problem. So I'm growing my hair too. That doesn't get as much attention. It's the the way, beard, the beard, the beard, and the, and the hair is the is the crux. The hair started it. Yeah, what what started this thing was I won't cut my hair till Pete Alonso extends, and then. It, when I saw him at a Ranger game, I boldly said, oh, that means he's going to extend soon because that's what happened to McNeil a year earlier. And that's when Sean got me to agree, you won't cut your beard too. So it was a hair thing and now it's a beard thing. Yeah. But the hair hasn't grown nearly as much. But here's the problem with the hair. So yesterday I did Joe. A couple of days before that I did Joe. SNY is now zooming in on my disgusting hair. <laughs> Today I went all natural.
1: Uh, Today I said, you know what? No, Joe. Yeah, don't do that again.
5: It was a bad idea. Yeah. It's all over this place.
1: <laughs> I don't You look, have, like, you look I, like you're living under a bridge. I don't somewhere. have any. I don't have any <laughs> answers for this. This
5: is such a mess. Bald it. But I'm telling you right now. Telling you right now. I don't know the day. Oh. I don't know when. But we will come up with something Luki, that will fairly get
11: me idea. out of this. Lugi had a good idea. What? So wear a headband. Mm. Your hair's receding anyway, and it'll put <laughs> the ha- why well, it right. is, and your it'll be able to compact it. You won't look as Dude, bad you know as what
1: that. he'll look like with a that bushy beard and a headband. Dude, you'll be badass, man. All right, Monday.
11: You, you did it. it for the uh, pickleball game. It looked good. Should I wear that same headband? The Met one? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's in my definitely. office right now.
6: Oh. Sean, can you grab it for me? It probably stinks. I'm not talking <laughs> about
5: it. Sean, it's in my office right now. Can you do me one favor on this A-Rod day? Can you go grab me the headband? Dude, if I get a microbiological <laughs> disease from that thing. <laughs> you're not getting anything. Thank you very much. We'll come back with more of your calls. 877-337-6666.
4: Swung on and hit in the air to deep left. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. Alex Rodriguez hits his third home run off Gossman. He's now 6 for 12. That's 500. It's an A-bomb from A-Rod. A long blast into the left field seats. And the Yankees take a 1-0 lead.
5: So apparently, that was Alex Rodriguez's final home run in the major leagues. His 696th career home run. We are celebrating his career today. It's A-Rod Day. Sean Morash presents A-Rod Day. We've already retired his number. We've heard from the guest of honor, Alex Rodriguez. we heard from CeCe Sabathia. And now we get to hear from one of the voices of the New York Yankees. You will be hearing her voice a hell of a lot more in the next eight weeks as baseball season arrives. And that's the great Susan Waldman. Susan, happy A-Rod Day to you. Thank uh, you Oh,
18: thank on. you. Happy A-Rod Day. And he was on <laughs> and everything. i got to tell you a story. I'm listening to John do that call. Do you know that when he first did his A-bomb for A-Rod call, there were complaints that it was insulting, and the Yankees wanted him to stop? Really? Yes, and then he tried to do something else, and do you know why it went back? Why? Because A-Rod's mother called the Yankees, and she loved the call.
5: Wow. That's crazy. So... there was blowback to that, uh-huh, and uh-huh. then A-Rod's mom said no.
18: No, John. I love John's call. Yeah. So John says, well, if it's good enough for, for A-Rod's mother, it's good enough for everybody else. And yeah, no, I was thinking about that when I heard that. Wow. And I bet people don't know that.
5: I had well, no idea. We that's didn't amazing. Know. We didn't know,
18: so that's amazing.
5: <laughs> that's new to me, that's for sure. Uh, a couple of there's so many things to ask you about you getting to watch his whole career with the Yankees after he came over first what was your reaction to it because obviously Boone gets her we all thought A-Rod was going to Boston and then the Yankees make the decision the shocking decision I thought at the time let's go get Alex Rodriguez and move him to third base what was your thoughts when all that went down well
18: don't forget I I've known Alex since he was 18. I met him when he was um, with the Seattle Mariners, when he was just a rookie, because there was a thing <laughs> called the Baseball Network back then, and I did, so they had broadcasters. It was a TV thing, and there were broadcasters from each city, and I used to do games with Dave Niehaus, who was the voice of the Seattle Mariners on TV. He used to tell me we were very big in Yakima, and he's <laughs> the one who gave Alex the name Arod. Oh, Dave, really? That was but given to him by Dave Niehaus, the great voice of the Seattle Mariners. Huh. So I've known him forever. I thought it was unbelievable because I'm thinking, oh my gosh, how are we going to get a Rod? Now, here's the thing that that I thought was amazing, Alex, because you know Alex was as good a shortstop as there was. But he understood that he was coming to somebody else's team. Mm -hmm. And in spring training, I get there the first day, and where's Alex? He's out with Greg Nettles, taking ground ball after ground ball after ground ball. He really worked at it. He really wanted to become um, a a great third baseman, which he did because he's such an amazing athlete. But there was never any oh, I'm a better shortstop, I'm this, I'm that. No, he was going to play third base, and there he was, and Nettle spent a lot of time with him, day after day after day, and I think he became an awfully good third baseman. Yeah, Which, what is your
1: relationship with Alex now? Do you see him? You talk mm-hmm. to him?
18: I talk to him a lot, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just in, you know, I've known that family for a long time, and it's, you know, it's, you know some, sometimes you just get some... Relationships with people that uh, that stay, and yeah. you know, we text a lot. I wouldn't say we're, we're best friends. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, if I texted him now, he texts me back. Yeah. And he was on today. Was he great? He's probably really thrilled that you're doing this. Oh no, he, he
8: was. was very happy. He that was. to say
1: the least. You know, he, he, had, he said something interesting, Susan. He said, you know, I hope this is the first step. Now we had him on about two months ago, I believe. And out of nowhere, Evan asked him a question about, should your number be retired? He's like, yeah. And it turned into a discussion. And it's kind of what precipitated this A-Rod day. Do you think the Yankees will ever do that?
8: No.
18: <laughs> you know, he, he, he sued them. I mean, <laughs> it's, you, know, it's, you know, I love Alex, but, you know, that's I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, the it, it, What's going to be interesting, they are um, honoring the 2000 and – what was the last –
8: 2009? Yeah, it's
18: 15 years, 15, or 25 right? years, whatever right. it is. And that's who's going to be honored at Old Timer's Day. And wow. I'm interested if everybody's coming back.
8: That's interesting.
18: Mm. Because, by the way, yeah. this team doesn't get out of Minnesota without Alex Rodriguez.
1: Right. So when you say you're interested if everybody's coming back, you mean specifically A-Rod.
18: A-Rod, Robbie Cano.
1: Hmm. Oh, interesting. that's true. Can't and, forget and, him. Yeah.
18: and Joe Girardi, obviously, will be there, so I guess... he's going to be broadcasting for yes i guess you know he'll he'll be back there too but we'll we'll see it's um
15: yeah there were a lot
18: of he was (laughs) a lot of stuff went on but you know he did he did he did some things that a lot of people um
14: won't forgive him
18: for no
5: and and i understand that i think that what i've learned through this the last few days and this build up to a rod day what i've really appreciated is that the younger yankee fan really loves this guy. Yes, they do. Because Uh, he was their title. Like, they may not remember the 90s. They mm -hmm. certainly don't remember the 70s. So for them, he's their guy because he's the one, as you even said, they don't get out of Minnesota. They don't win the World Series without Alex Rodriguez.
18: See, here's the other thing about Alex. If Rob Manson can make him the face of baseball after everything he did, and all the things and all the lawsuits and everything. And it was Manford who really brought him back in, if you remember. Mm-hmm. And now he's on the World Series and everything. You know, sometimes you should just let, you know, he, he paid, he thinks he paid for it. And he probably did. He'll never get into the Hall of Fame. And, you know, that's a shame. He was the best hitter of, a, of an entire generation. And that won't be celebrated the way it was. And by the way, I'm not making excuses. He did it himself. And yeah. he knows it. Oh, he absolutely he did. Oh, he
1: knows he's flawed. When we talked to him, he talked about that. And he's, look, it's New York. Sometimes things are great. A lot of times they're not. It's just yeah. how you respond and how you recover from it. And you just said something interesting about Rob Manfred and, and getting him back. And his image really took a positive turn, I'd say, about six or seven years ago. he started doing the Fox games and baseball seems to have like reintegrated him. Why can't the Yankees do that? (laughs)
18: <laughs> That's a really good question. You'll have to ask the Yankees. Um, but you know, but I, I think it's great whenever I see him, whenever he's around the stadium when he was doing the ESPN games and comes comes around. He really is. People really love him.
8: Yeah, they really
18: applaud when he walks around and everybody stands and tries to get his his autograph and everything. And you know, we're all flawed, and he is more was more than most. It was not uh, it was not good, but you know, un, you know, you just hope that people come back from that. And, but people that, and you're, you're right about the younger generation, because they, you know, no qualms at all. No. It's Alex Rodriguez. And a lot of people that are baseball friends, fans now only know him from his by play with Big Poppy on the set of the Right, <laughs> You
8: know, he
18: knows that. So he's become, he's become something else. And he's really worked at it. And, um, you know, but he was, if all that, I don't, I don't know how you put it in perspective. But so many things I do remember saying. I can't even remember what the year was when he missed all of spring training and we're in ball, playing Baltimore, and he comes up and he takes one swing and hits it into the stands. And I remember saying on the air, well, so much for needing spring training.
5: Yeah. <laughs> that was crazy. It was his first at-bat, and he hits a home run. Yep. Um, yep. yep, he did. Do you have – we're talking to the great Susan Waldman. Do you have, like, a favorite A-Rod moment on the field from his time here?
18: Oh, gosh. Um no, I don't remember those kinds of things. I know I, I you know from on the field probably probably not. Um I just um more in, <laughs> more into people. Give me a choice. Give me a couple of things. Well, oh, no, no, forget.
5: You know what? Forget that. What's your favorite off the field thing? Cuz that's probably where we don't know him that well. Yeah. You clearly know him, so now I'm more intrigued by that. Like what what about a rod in interacting with him maybe jumps out you the most from his time with the Yankees?
0: Well, wow. One,
18: one thing about, about Alex and, um, and he'll, he'll talk about that also about, um, being insecure about his place here as a Yankee. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it. He try harder to be a good teammate. And if you watch Alex on the bench, he's constantly talking. He's constantly talking about positioning to somebody and what's going to happen next. He's got an amazing baseball mind if you just sit and talk to him. He wanted he wanted to be liked and he wanted to to fit in. And to me, sometimes he did it a little wrong. You know, he he said things. I'll tell you great great story um he would give these press conferences or someone because every time he walked in there were um microphones around him yeah and he didn't want to give the wrong answer so he'd always it always looks like he was thinking and sometimes it came across like he was a little put standoffish he wasn't he was trying to say something i'll tell you my favorite thing about that when the girls were little um and they were living there somebody asked um, why he didn't do this or he didn't do that. And he made up a whole thing about, well, he was trying to get here, but um, this happened and this happened. He didn't want to say what happened, and he finished it And I walked over to him after. and I said, next time, tell them the truth. You had to take Natasha to school. <laughs> it's just the truth. Just tell them. Right, right, you know, right. But he wanted he didn't want to say anything wrong, so sometimes he did.
1: Yeah. No, you could could feel that. And, look, when we talked to CeCe, he said exactly the same thing. Like, he was a great teammate because he was so good, you know, above the game. And he'd come up to him in between pitches and say, this guy's, he's going to swing on the first pitch. How about you try something down and away? Whatever. Whatever the circumstances may be. But I think, honestly, that's what saved him back into the game. Like, you you have to appreciate guys whose brain – is almost bigger than their athletic ability, right? And it feels mm-hmm. like with Alex, that's what he is.
15: Yeah, that is.
18: You don't know, you know, when you're when you're that when you're that famous when you're that young. And I'm not even talking about the with the Mariners. I mean, at that that high school in Florida, everybody knew about Alex Rodriguez.
8: Mm-hmm.
18: Everybody knew when he was seventeen, eighteen, and probably sixteen. But um, the the thing that and Cece's so right about that. He just tried really too hard. And I'm and you know we can get into and I know people are saying don't make excuses for him he cheated the game he did this. We all know that. And by the way, he knows it more than anybody. Right.
1: But he's not alone, Susan. There's a lot of people who are doing the same stuff. I,
18: I understand that. And they made an example of him. One reason, because he was the biggest star that they could find. That's right. And that is and that is one of them. But um, was he happy you did this?
5: Oh, oh, yeah. Of course he was. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Look, I think he's made it clear he wants his number retired. And I think he hears people appreciating him because... You even said it. Like, I think he's unsure of where he is in Yankee history. Well, there's a lot of Yankee fans, and I admit most of them are younger, that love him, that adore him, that want well, his number retired.
18: Just just think, guys. Just This man was arguably the best shortstop in the league when he got traded here. Yeah. Really? And it never entered his mind that he would take Derek Jeter's job away from him.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he just won a gold glove. He just won the MVP. He
18: was really good. He was really really good he was tremendous he worked hard and he wanted that's that's what i'll take most of of alex he wanted very much to be a yankee and he wanted to be a good yankee and you know whatever flaws he has he knows them more than anybody um but i think on on retrospect besides all the stuff that he that he caused All I know is that the Yankees have a World Series, and he was a really big No
5: doubt. Now, we got spring training games like a week and a half. When's our first WFA and Yankee broadcasters? When do we hear you for the first time? Oh,
18: you're going to
5: be waiting a while. Oh, really?
18: Yeah. I think the first one is March 15th. All right. right. But then it's like every day for the rest of your life. That's
1: not too (laughs) bad. It's only, only a month.
18: And yeah, we're doing eight spring training games, getting on the plane, going to Houston. How about opening day in Houston? Um, and then going to Arizona and then coming home, sir. should be a lot warmer than it
5: was. <laughs> a lot of fun. Baseball's almost here. Good hearing your voice. We appreciate you coming on today, Susan.
6: Well,
18: happy Alex Day to everybody that thank celebrates.
8: You. Appreciate you it. Got it. And they
18: thank all you, Sean, down. for doing this. Did you have to convince everybody to do this, Sean?
6: No, I want a show decision, Susan. So what I said went today and I was selfless <laughs> like A Rod. It was A Rod's Day. Yeah, we oh. made a we made a bet. I
5: lost the bet, and his winnings was getting to make a significant show decision, and that was his show decision. What so, was
18: the bet?
5: Uh, I have this grotesque beard I'm growing, and I'm doing it out of loyalty to Pete Alonso. It actually I, looks great, Susan. I said I would not shave my beard until Pete Alonso extends with the New York Mets. As you know, that's not going well for me. No, it's not. Uh, and now he's represented by Scott Boris, which means oh, I'm I'm in trouble. It's going worse. So, You're
18: in trouble for the whole year.
5: Yeah. So I made a bet about a month ago with Sean. Hey, if I could beat you in pickleball, I get to shave my beard. And if I lose, Sean gets the show decision. As you know, I lost. Sean show decision. My beard continues to grow. And here we are.
18: Okay, are we going to like a Rip Van Winkle beard? effect by the end of the year that's going to have little bows in it unless he
5: finds some other way to get rid of that thing susan it's going to be long (laughs) hey susan you have a lot of good relationships can you call scott boris and tell him to get this freaking thing done for me please yeah the
18: the no that i never do that with scott boris that's
5: the last person you do that all right thank you susan we appreciate it okay guys take care susan the great susan wallman one of the voices of the new york yankees how about that freaking a-rod a-bomb story i know that basically they told him not to do. Did you know that, John? I mean, it so, kind of makes sense when you think about it, right? What, that
6: it's offensive? Well,
1: just the atomic bomb is I not. I
6: was it's, told it's, that story. It the war, but it's not like this thing that's celebrated. I was told this story in the bathroom about two hours ago, right, before A-Rod came on. Well, you found out about it two hours ago? Not from Susan, from somebody who used to produce at 880 when they did the Yankee games. Hmm. And the story went, apparently during that season, it was the 60th anniversary of the bombing. So people were complaining that that should not yeah. be out there. So the pivot point, and now that I heard this, remember, was John Sterling went to Alexander the Great Conquers again. Mm-hmm. That became the home run call. Oh, do you have that one? I, That's it, part of the reason it was not yet brought up on the air because we knew it would <laughs> scramble to go get it. Um, I mean, that'd be impossible. It'd be impossible. But, but. But yeah, so that was it. And then I didn't know the A-Rod mother complaint. They feel the complaints to switch it back, and then he did that. But for a short time, it was Alexander the Great Conquers again. I kind of remember him saying, (laughs) along with the A-Bomb by A-Rod, Alexander Emmanuel Rodriguez,
5: I guess full name. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember as vividly the Alexander the Great.
6: So he did it briefly in 04. Yeah. Not 04. I believe it was 05. I think he went a whole year in 04. It was wow. 05. You'd have to do the math. Whenever the anniversary was, it was that season. Of Gosh. of you talking about dropping the bomb on J- on Japan? Yeah, yes. World yes. War Two. Yes. It's 60, 60 years. Whatever sure. the 60-year anniversary was that year. Interesting. I'm not a history buff. I couldn't tell you the year off. No, I understand. <laughs> 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 we weren't asking yet.